Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. What up, everybody? We made it. Week three. Here we go. It's going to wait a minute until some people start popping in. What up? What up? Going to let some people pop in here. Let me see. Question we just got on Facebook right before the live stream. I'll get it in there for Shelton Mayfield. Shout out. Okay. Starter sit. Running back to Todd Gurley, David Montgomery, Joshua Kelly. Out of those guys, I think I'm going to go Josh Kelly, just thinking that it's going to be a two-headed attack. I do like David Montgomery's matchup this week, but um, I, I got to lean Joshua Kelly slightly. I doubt he's going to get 20 touches, but he's going to get a lot of that work. I, I got to lean Joshua Kelly slightly. I doubt he's. And all right, since we got a couple people on here, I can't see who's in the room. So if you want to give a shout out so I know who's in there, appreciate it. Um, I'm doing a giveaway. I don't know if you've been seeing it, been talking about it for about a week and a half. It's for these fuck team defense shirts for all my IDP people out there giving away three shirts and we're doing it on this live stream, but you can still get entries for the next hour. So entries are still going, but it's only on follows right now. So follow me on Facebook at FF hustler, four twenty. follow me on Instagram at FF hustler, four twenty. follow me on Twitter. Same thing at FF hustler, four twenty. hit me up on TikTok. I'm getting active there now, 60 seconds at a time at FF Hustler 420. And then also follow me on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hus- Fantasy Football Hustler. Just search that in YouTube. So that's how we're doing the entries right now. For those who, I, a bunch of people just got on right now, we're giving away three of these shirts. It's from my IDP people giving away three on this live stream. So entries, you can still get them for an hour. Just go follow me on all social media. Look in the description of this um of the live stream and look for the link tree link. That's the fastest way. You can literally just click, go follow. When you go follow me somewhere, leave it in the comments so I can verify it. And um, that's how we'll start it. So first shirt's gonna be given away in an hour from now. So get your entries in. The entries are gonna stop in an hour. All right, Shelton, I don't know if you saw this, but I gave you a shout out. I don't know if you're on here. Todd Gurley, David Montgomery, Josh Kelly as a running back too. I'm rolling Josh Kelly slightly. I, I like David Montgomery's matchup a little bit more than Todd Gurley. And they don't use Todd Gurley in the pass game at all. Like That's another thing that makes me a little weary on him. So I, I'm leaning Josh Kelly just because of the volume. People have been destroying Carolina on the ground. And then 
I'll get the second half of your question in here is for your second wide receiver. I want to have a spot where I can easily look at the, the schedule for the week. Okay, let's see. Second part of that question, wide receiver two, Stefan Diggs, Marquise Brown. All right, so I Diggs is, I mean, Diggs has been the man. Like, Diggs has been awesome. He has way been over, you know, um, he's preceding the expectations. Like, he's doing great. I think I'm leaning him just for a little bit of the safer route. Marquise Brown, if you need a Hail Mary, and he's not necessarily a Hail Mary, but, I mean, the Chiefs and Baltimore, that's going to be a high-scoring game. I know they have the ability. It it has the ability to be a low-scoring game and a defensive game, but let's not forget that Patrick Mahomes threw up over 300 and three touchdowns the last time they played. So Lamar Jackson's got a chip on his shoulder. He's the MVP. He's going to be looking for Brown. Brown and Andrews are his favorite targets, so – um, I'm, I'm rolling digs, but I'm not afraid to throw Brown in this lineup. What up, Frank? All right, which to start? Galladay, OBJ, or Keenan Allen? Two and Y. Okay, so you'll you know me. Um, if you don't know me yet, I always give a Y. I always try to give the answer on what's going on in my head because. I mean, that's the best way that I could give you your answer so you can make the decision. Because whatever I say, at the end of the day, it's still your decision to start whoever you want to start. So right off the bat, the the first person I'm starting out of this is Keenan Allen. I know a lot of people don't watch the Chargers. I watch every single game, so I'm, I'm watching a lot of football on Sundays. Herbert and Allen, they had a nice little connection going. The thing about Herbert... He, he was getting out of the pocket. He was giving those receivers extra time, and he was looking for Allen deep. Like, he wasn't just hitting him on little shitty dink and dunks like Rivers was. He's, uh, I mean, he, he was looking deep for him, man. So that shit was awesome. So Keenan Allen, I'm starting for sure. Now, Kenny Galladay, they're going up against the Cardinals, and then who are the Browns going up against? Washington. Okay, so Washington – I think I got to lean Galladay here, and I'm a little nervous about Galladay coming off the hamstring, but hopefully they kept him inactive, you know, for that extra week just to give him the time. But I, I got to lean Galladay, and mainly it's because of OBJ's matchup versus Washington. Now, not necessarily because of who's on him, but that front seven, I mean, they're savages. I mean, man, just <laughs> – and I uh, didn't really mean to use it that way, but um, you know what I mean. Like uh, the front seven, they're just beasts, man. Like uh, Chase Young, he's destroying quarterbacks right now. He's back in every single pl- – in the backfield in every play. And I don't think that gives OBJ enough time to get loose. I feel like it's going to be a big hunt game and a big Landry game, if it is a big game at all, for Cleveland. I, I really have um, Washington shutting down Cleveland this week. And um, for team defenses, Washington is one of my team defenses to stream, even though I'm all about fuck that team defense. What up, Justin? Thanks for joining, bro. Hey, what up, Darren? Thanks for joining, brother. All right, what up, Chris? With a tough matchup, Robert Woods. The tough matchup with Robert Woods. Who would you start? Kelly, Mike Davis, Anderson, Boyd in my flex. Okay, so <clears throat> leave a follow-up. Uh, comment on this. So are you meaning you want to sit Robert Woods? Or, I mean, do you have to... 
Um, is Robert Woods in your starting matchup and you're just assuming he's going to score less points. So you need a higher upside play. So um, I'm just going to assume right now that you mean that you're going to sit Robert Woods. And I know Robert Woods has a tough matchup, but the way that they get him involved and get him in, in the jet sweeps and things like that, I'm not lowering my expectations that much. Like I don't think Woods is going to get shut out. They've been getting him involved in too many different ways to think that white is going to be on him like for 100% of the plays because they get him involved in those jet sweeps. And even though white will be covering him, I mean, he starts jet sweeping. I mean, white's not going to follow him all the way across the field. You know, like it might be a linebacker or something that ends up switching to him. So I feel like, um, you know, McVay, he, he's just, we're, we're, we're seeing his offense getting put on display and it looks impressive. And I'm not going to lower Robert Woods that much, especially not for any of these guys. I mean, I do like Robbie Anderson this week, but he has a tough matchup too. Uh, Chargers got some tough cornerbacks and they're playing a lot of three safety sets. So um, Robbie Anderson doesn't have the best matchup, but I do like him this week. And I really like Tyler Boyd this week coming out of the slot versus the Eagles. But I, I still think that I'm starting, um, I'm starting Bobby Woods, you know, over those guys. So let me know if that's what you meant, if you meant like starting one of these guys I'm in place of Robert Woods. What up, Derek? David Johnson versus Pittsburgh or McKinnon at the Giants. I like McKinnon, but not sure. So, you know, there, there's that old saying, you always start your studs. And David Johnson, I mean, he's pretty close to a stud. I don't think he's a set it and forget it guy yet. But I think versus Pittsburgh, they're that one defense right now that, well, I guess Washington would be another one too. But um, I, I don't want to start my running backs versus Pittsburgh. I mean, the first week, Saquon had negative three yards before contact. I, I don't remember Gordon, um, what, what his stat was on that last week. He really just got bailed out on that late, like, fluky, like, pass TD that was kind of just, like, perfect placement that he, like, laid out for. I mean, all the stars aligned for him to get that one touchdown. So I, I, I'm not starting David Johnson this week. I'm starting McKinnon. I, I feel like it's going to be the McKinnon show. I mean, they've wanted him to be the guy for a long time. And now he's healthy enough to do it. You got no Tevin Coleman. Raheem Mostert's probably not going to play. No George Kittle. No Debo. Um, their defense is just beaten up. So hopefully Daniel Jones can uh, hit Slayton, you know, for a touchdown or Ingram, you know, just so they get the score up a little bit. And then McKinnon, you know, can get active in the pass game a little bit too. But I feel like McKinnon's the volume play here. David Johnson is not going to be looking good. How much should I wait on Sony Michelle or Adrian Peterson? So I've already given up on Sony Michelle. I, I dropped him in multiple leagues already. He's not going to be the guy getting the ball in the red zone and the end zone, um, you know, time. That's going to be Cam. So he's not someone that I want on my team at all. Adrian Peterson looked good in the first week, didn't look so good in the second week. And it's weird because in the first week he had minimal time, you know, coming on with the team. But I don't know how I, I AP he wasn't draftable for me when he was in Washington after seeing him with the first game with the Lions you know I kind of uh, bit my tongue a little bit and said all right maybe he does have some left in the tank but the Lions are just shit and let, let's go all the way back to Barry Sanders and him just retiring early because the Lions were so shit like it sucks that DeAndre Swift is there um, because he I he was one of my favorite running backs coming out this year and um it just really sucks that he's on the Lions because 
he's a bust. So uh, not a bust, but the Lions are a bust. Just the way that their offense is run. And Kenny Galladay, hopefully he was the missing piece. And, you know, maybe they can get back on track. But I I don't like the Lions at all. Not right now. So I'm cutting bait on both of those guys. Drop it like it's hot, baby. Just get rid of them. Lost Barkley, is Freeman going to be worth keeping? I think he's worth keeping. Do not start him this week. I see I, I've answered like hundreds of questions this week, and there's so many questions on should I start Freeman. Do not start him this week. He's been with the team like five days. So if that, who knows how many days he's actually practiced. So he's worth keeping for sure. Do not get him in your starting lineup right away. What up? All right, so Ronald Jones or Nikhil Harry in the flex. So I'm leaning Nikhil Harry. I guess we just don't know what's going to happen with Ronald Jones, especially now. This is going to be the first time that Tom Brady has all the weapons there in Tampa. So Leonard Fournette, I mean, I know he got, you know, more touches or more um, snap count last week, um, and the touches kind of uh, leaned in Ronald Jones' favorite just slightly. But um, I know they want to get Leonard Fournette involved more. And, I mean, especially in the red zone, I think they're going to start leaning more on Fournette. But uh, I, I got to start Harry here just for the upside. Him and Edelman, they were getting targeted a lot by Cam, and Cam really likes both of those guys. And uh, you, you got to you gotta think that Cam's going to keep doing the same thing. Cam gets locked into people, and he, he doesn't spread the ball that much. So if, if you're coming down with the passes and you're doing what he wants you to do, he's going to target you a lot. So I expect a lot of things out of Edelman and Nikhil Harry this week. Thanks for your question. Okay, what up, Chris? All right, so... Yes, you were asking instead of Woods. Needed a higher upside play down by 35. Okay, well, let's go back to it here. Robbie Anderson, We, I'm not saying we know his ceiling. I know he has the ability to go for 150 and two touchdowns. I, I just don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, I really think the ceiling for Robbie Anderson, you know, is – Hundred, you know, low hundreds, maybe a touchdown. I mean, possibly two, but I don't see the Chargers getting beat that late or getting beat that often that late. Um, so I I think that Robert Woods still has that same capability in him going for a hundred and a TD. Tyler Boyd, I, I think a similar ceiling for him, you know, about a hundred and a TD. Um, the Bengals, I mean, they're not looking amazing. And the thing... Um, they got a sample there, and I, I know it's a small sample size. We've only seen him for one game, but Burrow was going to the tight ends often. So I, I think that Boyd kind of gets uh, hindered a little bit by sample just because both of them are going to be the guys in the middle of the field who I think are going to kill it this week. So I think I'm still rolling Robert Woods. I know it's a tough matchup for sure, but Robert Woods, he's a special wide receiver, and he's going to be involved in a lot of different ways. Okay. What up, Justin? AJ Green, Russell Gage, Ronald Jones, or Swift in the flex. I need one. Okay, so I get your confusion here because all these guys are, you know, kind of decent on paper. Um, Now, AJ, I'll, I'll talk about the guys I don't like, and then I'll get into why I like the guy I like. So AJ Green... He's probably going to be covered by Darius Slay, so I got to downgrade him, so I'm not choosing him out of these guys. Ronald Jones, he makes me a little nervous because 
he, he's not the guy there. You know, obviously, they're going to get Fournette mixed in. If Fournette breaks off, you know, one or two big plays, I mean, Ronald Jones might be sitting. Ronald Jones fumbles. He's going to be sitting. Um, I, I don't think that Ronald Jones is going to be 100%, you know, red zone guy. So, I, I'm, I'm not leaning him out of this. And Swift, all those guys just make me nervous in Detroit. I'm not going them against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, they're legit. Arizona is legit. So that brings us to Russell Gage. I've been telling everybody for the last two weeks to go pick him up. He balled out in week one. Atlanta is moving the ball all over the field. And the thing in game one that really got me on the Gage hype train is he had the exact same amount of targets and the exact same amount of reps, or exact same amount of receptions as Julio and as Ridley. So Matt Ryan is spreading the ball, and those are his three favorite targets. Him and Hurst, they got a little bit of chemistry, but he's been with all three of these guys for, what, the last three years? Um, so got to lean on Gage here, especially if Julio doesn't play. You know, it's going to move the better coverage onto Ridley. So Gage is still going to have the second or third best, you know, option on him. So that's something that it, it makes a difference. I'm not saying we got to downgrade Ridley if Julio starts or Julio doesn't start, but that's something that we got to think about. Now, bring me back to uh, so this Thursday, I was a little bit wrong. I, I thought that Minchie was going to eat versus the Dolphins. But one of the things that we got to start thinking about is when a number one wide receiver is gone. That moves the number one corner and the number one defender to the number two wide receiver. So, you know, there's some cases where the number two wide receiver is a baller and they can beat out the best defender. But a lot of these guys eat because they have a weaker defender on them. So Calvin Ridley, I mean, he does better because Julio Jones is on the field and Julio Jones demands the double teams and Julio Jones demands the best defense on him. So that's something that we got to think about. That's why the Saints wide receivers look like shit last week. And that's why Jared Cook looked like shit because to the defense last week, Jared Cook was the number one option. Jared Cook was getting doubled a lot and he got less targets in the second week than he did in the first week. So that's something that we really got to remember. If a team loses their number one wide receiver, especially if it's late in the week or if they're a game time decision, that's going to mess up things a little bit. Not saying guys can't ball out, but they're going to have the better defender on them now and they're not used to that better defender. Cream of the crop's going to eat. You know, guys like Calvin Ridley, he's going to eat. But that's why you got to start a guy like Russell Gage even more because he's already been balling and he's going to get more opportunity. What up, Matt? Thanks for joining, bro. Okay, so Barkley replacement for now, McKinnon. But next man up is Gibson. Should I trade a wide receiver? So... You got to tell me who, what wide receivers you have because, yeah, losing Barkley, I mean, you're going to have to make some moves. But I like Gibson and, um, I, you know, the, I don't know if this week who – who the heck do they play this week? They play the Browns this week. So I don't know if this week is going to be his blow-up game, but the Browns linebackers aren't the best. And I feel it. Like, Gibson's breakout game is coming. But he went from – what did he play in the first game, like 30 or 40% of snaps, something like that? And last week he played 65% of snaps. That is a huge jump. They believe in Gibson. He's going to get more opportunity. Went up against a really good defense in Arizona last week. But um, I, I just know that it's coming. That breakout is coming. And 65% of snaps, I know that doesn't seem like a lot. 
but Aaron Jones got like 51% of the snaps, you know? So it's just one of those things. Like if you're a running back right now and you're in a somewhat of a committee, but you're getting over 60% of the snaps. I mean, that's good. That's good volume right there. So the Gibson, it, it's coming. Gibson breakout is coming. Shoot another message in there later with um, whatever wide receivers you have. And I'll answer that question for you a little bit better. Just make sure to remember um, to remind me that you lost Barkley. What up, Derek? Wentz, Minshew, Herbert, who do you like for the rest of the season? I have to get run of them to free up space on my roster. Okay, redraft. Okay, this one's a little tough. Um, it, it's not, is it a two QB league or a super flex league? Make sure you um, put that later in the comments if, uh, if you can. So I know Minshew really underperformed this week. I, I was wrong about Minshew, at least this week, but we got to put a little, I'm going to put a little context into why I think he did so bad this week. So he lost DJ Chark. That made the better defenders go on Conley. It made the better defenders go on Cole. That's why Cole was shut down to a certain extent because Miami does have some good cornerbacks. And that kind of had Minshew shook a little bit. And also, Minshew is only one year in the league, and he had to get ready for a team on three days, on two days rest, three days rest, whatever you want to consider it. So Fitzpatrick, I mean, how many more games of experience does he have than Minshew, you know, especially with preparing for a week, you know? So that's why I think Minshew, like, really shit the bed on Thursday. So I don't think he's droppable just yet. I mean... Sucks to say, but if anyone's droppable, it's going to be Carson Wentz. I, I mean, if, if I'm just talking about like right now, it's got to be Carson Wentz. Herbert looked really good. And I know that, you know, they came out um, this week and they said if Tyrod is 100%, he's going to start. But I I just think that they're going to find a way to never make Tyrod 100%. And I mean, you're talking about his lung. I mean, a puncture in his lung, like that. that's like some serious like life issues right there. And I was on... Um, the I was on the uh, on the couch podcast on Wednesday, and uh, my boy KD was giving us some insight into that into that punctured lung, and that's something that might just end his career. Think about it, like a punctured lung, and you taking like shots in that lung, like I mean shots from like defenders. I mean that's just something I don't want a piece of. I, and I mean, do you want to put someone's life at risk? You know, for that, especially when you got a rookie. I think Herbert showed me enough. Last week to know that he is a solid QB two. Okay, and I see your I see your um, comment two QB league. So yeah, I, I think I'm rolling with Minshew and Herbert over Wentz. I just feel like the ceiling is not there for Wentz. I mean, this week <laughs> this week is his best matchup of the week. So I mean, if you, if there was ever a game to start him, uh, best matchup of the year going up against Cincinnati and their horrible defense. So if there was ever a game to start him, it's this week. But they just lost Rager. Alshon Jeffrey's not back yet. He's probably going to come back next week. But their line sucks. I, I know that they got the tight ends, but everyone's keying in on the tight ends. So out of these guys, it's tough to make a decision like this, especially in a 2QB league. I, I would I would drop someone else and, and, you know, somehow, some way. I mean, I know that's tough, but I, I would roster these uh, these three guys on my, on my team, and I, I would hold Wentz versus getting rid of them. What up, Matt? Landry or Slayton in the flex at a .5 PPR league. Okay, so 
This for me, it has to be Slayton. I got to go a little bit on the upside here of Slayton and Landry. I feel like has a good floor, and I feel like it's going to be a, a better game for him, you know, than we've seen in the in the previous two games because Washington, their front seven, I feel like they're going to be getting after Baker a lot, and he's got to get he's going to have to get rid of the ball fast. So if they get Landry involved in like you know the short screen game and you know just short little dump off game and the short routes over the middle you know things that OBJ doesn't do if they just use Landry that way i feel like it could be a really big game for him but i i think washington's just totally going to destroy the browns i mean the browns are on their high horse after you know beating the shit out of cincinnati cincinnati's defense is horrible i mean washington we're talking about them being one of the best defenses in the league and chase young that guy is legit. He is living up to every expectation that was put on him, and he is in the backfield every single play. I, I'm, I, if I can avoid Browns this week, I'm avoiding them. Hunt and Landry are the only ones that I would consider. Was worried about the top cornerback shadowing Slayton. So I mean, 49ers, I mean, they're hurt. They're hurt all over the place. So I mean, they're. Their best corner isn't even on the field anymore, Richard Sherman. So, And Slayton, the way that they move him around a lot, I mean, they get him in the slot often. So, I mean, even though Sterling Shepard is out, I feel like they still got to get him in some slot play. I mean, he always eats when he's going out of the slot. So that's another reason why I wouldn't hesitate on getting him in there, especially over Landry. No problem, Justin. Glad I could help, bro. And... Uh, just before we continue, we got um, about 35 more minutes before I'm going to end the um, end the entries, and we're going to choose the first winner for the defense win for the fuck team team for the fuck team defense IDP. So go follow me. Look at the link tree link that's in the description of this video. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. Anyone who signs up on Patreon is getting like three times the entries right now. So for for signing up on the $1 plan on Patreon, you get five entries. We're, we're tripling that right now. So we're turning that into 15 entries. So you want to get one of these shirts? The best shot is going to patreon.com and slash FFHustler420. Sign up for the dollar. It's going to be the best dollar you ever spent, and you're going to get 15 entries into the raffle and into the giveaway. We're giving away three shirts on this live stream. I got them in black and white and a handful of sizes, so make sure you get it in right now. I know there's a couple people who've been telling me they're going to sign up on the $1 plan. This is the best time to do it because now you can get something from it. People who sign up on the $25 plan get a shirt included and get the swag, but all you got to do is sign up for a dollar and you're going to get a shot at getting the first in the series, my brand, IDP Life. For those hardcore players, make sure you get an IDP league if you're not in too many. If you're not in any already. What up, your mom? <laughs> All right, so full PPR. My wide receivers are Lazard, Marvin Jones, Gallup, and Odell. Okay, so right off the bat, Gallup is out for me. I, I got to see it to believe it out of him. Main reason why is he is the fifth in the pecking order. 
of that of that uh, passing game now. We're talking about Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Those guys are 1A and 1B now. So th- those are the top two guys. And then you got Zeke, who I consider the third option in their pass game. And now you got Schultz stepping in for Blake Jarwin. I think he's the fourth option, and he led the team in targets in this past week. They did have a nice matchup, you know, for the tight ends. But Gallup, is he's the odd man out. And we're talking about him being a fifth wheel right now. So I think Gallup is a must-sit right now like he should not be started unless you are desperate so now it comes down to lazard marvin jones and odell so odell i talked about him a little earlier i think i I, i'm downgrading him slightly and it's mainly because of washington their front seven Baker's not going to have a lot of time to throw, and the routes that Odell runs, I mean, it's a lot of that I need five seconds to get into space to break away from this defender because I'm going deep type thing. They don't get him involved on jet sweeps, and they don't get him involved on short screens or, you know, the way that they use Landry over the middle, things like that. So I'm pumping the brakes on Odell for this week. So comes down to – well, you said you need two wide receivers, so so that, that makes me go with Lazard and uh, Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones now that Kenny Galladay is back. He wasn't doing that good because he had the number one defender on him in every game, so he was getting blanketed. So I think this is a better Marvin Jones game than we've seen in the past couple weeks. And Alan Lazard, so if Adams doesn't play, it goes back to what I said about pumping the brakes a little bit on the guys who gets moved into the number one spot. I think that... Out of the two guys, I, Lazard and MVS, I'm pumping the brakes just a tiny bit on them. I mean, I'm, I'm not starting both of them because Adams is out. Both these guys are going to eat. No, I think that if Adams is out, that increases Aaron Jones, and that makes Aaron Jones eat a lot more because they get Adams involved in, in the short game a lot. And all these tar- a lot of these targets that he's getting, they're not necessarily deep ones. They're the short ones, the intermediate routes. So I think that... If Adam sits, the person that benefits most is Aaron Jones. But out of the two, Lazard and MVS, I know you didn't ask about MVS. I'm just kind of giving some context for people that might be, um, you know, thinking about starting those guys this week. I think that MVS is going to have Marshawn Lattimore on him more than Lazard. But I think that Lattimore is going to kind of be on both of them a little bit. You know, I think they're going to try to move both of the guys around. But MVS sticks on the same side a lot. So I think that makes Lattimore, it makes it easier for Lattimore to cover him. So out of the two, I like Lazard more than MVS. And out of your four here, I'm going Lazard and Marvin Jones. Okay, so you're asking me, you um, thinking about trading for a um, running back because you lost Barkley. Okay, so you got Evans, Diggs, Claypool, Slayton, Robert Woods, Parker. So I don't know how many you actually start. I don't know how many you actually start. Um, Claypool doesn't have too much trade value right now. So, I mean, unless you're talking about dynasty. So he's someone you're going to have to hold, but he's someone that I really like for rest of season. Um, so I don't – I'm not trading Evans and I'm not trading Diggs, you know, out of this. Those would be – those would be if, – if I had to say I'm setting it and forgetting it, you know, I still play the matchups, but those would be the guys that I don't want to trade. So it comes down to trading Robert Woods or Parker or Slayton. And I feel like, you know, after they lost Barkley, I don't know how much trade value Slayton has. I think it's going to be about who does better this week. I mean, if you really want to go after a receiver, I mean, after a running back, you got to trade someone after they have a good week. So 
uh, Slayton has a good week. I'd be offering him up, you know, for a running back, even if it's someone that, you know, just got picked up off of waivers, maybe for a fill in for a couple weeks, but Slayton, Robert Woods and Parker, those would be the three guys that I would be trying to get in a trade somehow, um, you know, to get some kind of running back back. Yeah, no worries, Matt. Got got to roll Slayton, brother. What up, Darren? Schultz, Hunter Henry, Higby, and Hurst. Who should I play? Okay, so it's the first big tight end question that we got. So let me just run through some matchups here. So Cowboys are playing Seahawks. So Schultz, he's, he's playing the Seahawks. Seahawks have not been giving up that many points to the tight ends. They've been giving up points to the receivers. Hunter Henry, they're going up against Carolina. They haven't been giving up that many points to passing game in general, but it's mainly because the running backs have been shitting all over them. Uh, Higby, whoo, came off a three-touchdown um, game. I hope this is the league where you asked me last week, uh, who should you start, Higby or Hurst? And I told you Higby, boom. Let's see. And they're going up against the Bills. Okay, so, I mean, that's a plus matchup for him. The Bills are down their two top uh there are two top linebackers, Edmonds and Milano, and we know Tredavious White, and their um, Tredavious White is going to be, you know, not on him. But uh, I wonder how much they match up Jordan Poyer with him because Poyer is a good defender, but I don't know how much they they put him in pass coverage though. And then Hayden Hurst, who are they going up against? They are going up against the Lions, so that's a nice matchup there too. So you got a lot of good options here. So my, my brain is, uh, I, I got some, uh, I got some thinking going on here to do. And um, I think that the plus matchups here are going to be Higby and Hurst. I think that that Detroit and Arizona game, I mean, um, Arizona. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm messing up here. Who's Atlanta going up against? I messed up. Hold on. Haven't even started smoking bowls yet either. The Bears. Okay, so out of these, I think the plus matchups out of these four are Henry going up against Carolina. And a lot of it's because of the rapport that he had with Herbert. Herbert was looking for Allen and her and uh, Henry the most. So I really like the way that that connection looks. And especially because Herbert's been moving out of the pocket, he's given the guys the extra seconds that they've never been accustomed to. Uh, yeah, Allen and Henry, they've never had a quarterback that has been able to give them, you know, six seconds, seven seconds of time to get loose. And they both look really good. So it comes down, comes down to Higby going up against the Bills or Henry going up against Carolina. Now, I, I got to lean Higby. I, I mean, I'm not chasing the touchdowns because the, I, I don't see him getting three touchdowns again. I mean, you get something like that, it's pretty fluky. But he's definitely one of Jared Goff's preferred targets, especially over Cooper Cup. I think Higby is his second favorite target. Robert Woods, he's going to have the blanket coverage on him. And either way, Tredavious White's shutting down one half of the field. You know, they're going to move Robert Woods around enough to where he's not a must-sit for me or anything like that. But Higby is going to be open a lot more than any wide receiver is on one half of the field. So I'm rolling Higby with confidence just knowing that Goff has a tough matchup with the corners and the secondary. But the linebackers are, are roughed up in Buffalo right now. So take advantage of that. I know McVay will.
What up, David? Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones, John Brown, full PPR, need two. Okay, so. I was talking about Landry and Jones a little bit earlier. So Landry, I feel like if I'm starting any of the, you know, if I'm starting any of those Browns this week, it's only Landry and it's only Hunt. I feel like Hunt has a really good game. I feel like Landry is going to get a lot of volume, but it may go back to like his game in uh, Miami, you know, where he had like 10 receptions for like 50 yards or something like that. You know, this is PPR. So that is a, that is a good thing for him. I feel like they get him involved in a lot of uh, jet sweeps and, you know, just uh, wide receiver screens and things like that. So, I feel like he's one of the ones I'm considering here. Marvin Jones, I feel like he has – he probably has the toughest matchup on paper going up against the Cardinals. Um, John Brown, he – he I, I feel like John Brown is going to eat in this game because if Ramsey's going to be covering Diggs for most of the game, that just means that – I mean – Diggs is gonna Diggs is gonna do his thing. I mean, they move him around enough, and he runs enough short routes to where in a PPR league, you know, he he's not worth sitting. I know you didn't ask about him, just you know, giving some Buffalo insight. I, I would roll Landry and I would roll Brown in this. I, I think Brown has a good game, and I feel like he's gonna be the number one target this week for Josh Allen. And uh, I'm rolling him with confidence. He's been doing good so far. Underwhelmed last week with the volume, but still got into the touch. Still got a touchdown. So I'm rolling Landry and I'm rolling John Brown. David, don't worry, bro. I got three X, man. I, I love where I love rocking big shirts. So I got the three XL and I got two XL. I got sizes for you, bro. So since you brought it up, we'll just bring it up one more time here. Doing a giveaway for the first shirt in my IDP Life Series, the fuck team defense style. Don't worry, I'm still giving advice on team defense, but I'm all about that IDP life. So if go follow me everywhere on social media. Go look at the Linktree link. Anyone who follows me right now gets five entries. Anyone who signs up on Patreon on the $1 plan, you get 15 entries. If you sign up on a higher plan, you get more entries. But everyone who's been on the bubble, about signing up on Patreon, just go do it now. What the fuck are you going to do with that dollar? Support someone like me who's bringing you this content every single week. I got laid off due to COVID, and I'm going 100% with fantasy football. So I've been doing this on social media for over four years. All my crazy-ass friends have been asking me for advice for, you know, 10-plus years. And uh, I got love for all you guys, man. Show me some love. Go sign up for a dollar, fantasyfootballhustler.com. One dollar. What the fuck are you gonna do with that dollar? Or Patreon.com slash FFHustler420. Show some support. I really, really appreciate it. I, I think we got up to 16 supporters right now on there. Only been doing this for about two weeks. So I mean, really can't say enough about the supporters. Shout out to Alfie. Signed up, man. Superstar supporter. Really appreciate it. Signed up a few days ago. Really, really like it. And um. For those of you who aren't following on or who aren't on Facebook right now, I got a Facebook advice group. We're up to about uh, 12 and a half thousand now. We've been growing like crazy this year. We're growing every single day by over 300 members. It's getting wild. So if you're not a part of that community, it's fantasy football advice experts, gurus, and beginners. So 
good mix of everybody. Don't be a dick to the beginners because there really are beginners in here. So that's one thing that I ask from the experts. Don't be assholes to the beginners because trying to build a good community of positivity. We, we weeded out a lot of the assholes already. Super positive community. Go look at the link tree link in the description. There's a link for that. Fantasy football advice, experts, gurus, and beginners. We're over 12,000 strong now. Can't even believe it. The community's been in existence for four years. Go get in it if you're not in it. It's a free group. Great advice. That's why I started the Patreon, though, so I can give a little bit more one-on-one -on -one feedback to the people who want it because I can't answer that many posts, guys. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of posts happening every single hour. So if, if you want that extra attention, make sure you sign up on Patreon or at Fantasy Football Hustler. Dot com. Show that love. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to smoke a quick bowl. Just bear with me really quick here. Where's my 420 peeps at? Show me some love in the comments. So I know that you're here. I'm in California for those who don't know. And uh, so hopefully you're in a weed friendly state and where the fuck is my life? All right. Let's put it in the air. I like to have some weed smoking music on here, but you know how Facebook trips about uh, all that trademark stuff. So we're just going to keep it acapella. Throw one in the air for your boy. And 100% of your questions will be answered. <coughs> Last week, the live stream was going on for two hours. <coughs> Couldn't even believe it. Two hours. So stick with me. Going to be coming at you all day. All right, let's get back into it. I have a hurt whiteout. I have to play multiple tight ends, full PPR. Okay, so Higby, I, I went Higby earlier, sticking with that. I think the second guy I'm going with is Henry. Not saying the other guys can't have a good game. Um, Schultz, I think he has the toughest matchup of these guys. I mean, he's going to be going up against some uh, some great linebackers in Seattle. I'm going Henry. Man, Herbert, I was hating on that kid, but more it was like me hating on the Chargers, you know, than anything. Um, they just, I don't know. They they don't do good with their quarterbacks. I know Rivers puts up a lot of stats, but they, they just, they never did the right things to help Rivers win. But uh, Herbert, I feel like, He's just mobile enough. I mean, he's given those guys the six, seven, and eight seconds that they need to start breaking loose. So, yeah, I'm fucking with Henry this week. I'm going Henry, and I'm going Higby. Trade Diggs for A.J. Brown. I'm not getting rid of Diggs for A.J. Brown. No way. Diggs has a really – I mean, he has a tough matchup this week. But outside of that, I mean, you play in the, you play in the AFC East, you have a lot of good matchups. And uh, so I, I'm not getting rid of him. I'm uh, not saying I'm going down with the ship or anything, but you got no reason to just dump him off. I don't really like trading one for, you know, one player for one player, same position. Not my style. 
something that I would try to do is like, if you really want AJ Brown, that's someone that you're trying to go after, try to package up two or three bench players and then throw an offer, you know, for AJ Brown, do something like that. I know a lot of people, they don't want to give up, you know, their top players, but people are going to start getting desperate. You know, it's one of those things to where you still need depth. It's great to have those top players, but if they're underperforming and, you know, just at that time, that that's when I want to, that's when I want to swoop on some of those players. So Devonte Adams, he was someone who I bought low on last year, and it wasn't even a it wasn't even a buy low, really. I, I mean, if you guys remember last week after the first game, Devonte Adams didn't do that good. I traded Todd Gurley and Matt Breida for him just right after the uh, right after that that week one happened, and he got hurt right away. Um, he ended up getting hurt and uh, was in my IR spot for a lot, but he came back on in the playoffs and. Help me get some hardware, baby, and that's all that matters. So I want to package up as many flavors of the week as I can. Really try to trade those flavors of the week and, you know, mix them into a two or three for one person trade. Singletary for Deontay Johnson. Trades like this are tough to answer, you know, just in uh, in a vacuum, but I want Deontay Johnson out of uh, out of the two. Start Diggs or more at wide receiver too. I'm rolling DJ Moore, but not by much. And it's just a gut feeling telling me that DJ Moore gets enough volume this week to make it worth it. But um, I, I'm not mad at you if you start Diggs. I mean, he's got a tough matchup. Montgomery or Joshua Kelly. Okay, so one thing I liked about Montgomery last week is they, they were giving him – um, they were giving him more run. I mean, he only the, – the thing that I don't like about him is he only played 55% of the snaps. Like that is – for a starting uh, running back, <coughs> that was a little weird to me. But maybe they're just bringing him on, you know, slowly but surely. I'm leaning Josh Kelly for the matchup and just assuming that he's going to get enough volume and the Carolina Panthers are that shitty that he's going to eat enough, you know. So I'm going Josh Kelly slightly over Montgomery. I don't hate Montgomery's matchup this week. I actually like it compared to some other ones, but it's really easy to throw on Atlanta. So I I think it's going to be a big Allen Robinson game. If they get Montgomery in the pass game going, which who knows if they do, um, that's one thing that you can bank on. But uh, I'm going Kelly in this. Hey, Debbie, how's it going? Hurst or Henry, full PPR? Okay, so good question. We we um, Darren asked a tight end question here earlier from uh, YouTube, and Hurst and Henry were two of the four people that he was debating on. Now, I feel like Henry has the better matchup of the two. Carolina, they, they're horrible right now. And Hurst, they're going up against the Bears. And the Bears do have some pretty decent uh, linebackers and some pretty decent safeties as well. The one thing that I really like about Henry is the rapport, that uh, the chemistry that he seemed to have with Herbert. And I, I really like that. And that's something that Henry has never had as far as like a quarterback being able to be a tiny bit mobile, give him a couple extra seconds to get loose because – Henry's big and Henry's fast and he cannot run these linebackers that are on him, but Phillip Rivers was only getting three or four seconds and that's kind of tough for a big guy, especially if you're getting hit, you know, coming off the line. But uh, I really like the connection with Herbert and Henry and I'm rolling Henry in this matchup. Math quest. 
If Julio Jones misses this week, Hayden Hurst or Jared Cook standard scoring? Okay, great question. I'm pumping the brakes on uh, Jared Cooks right now. He he was getting the bulk of the tough defense coming from um, uh, coming from the Raiders side of things, and I don't know what it was, but he was just getting shut down. Like he had more targets in game one when Michael Thomas was there than game two when they really needed him to step up and have a big game. So I, I'm pumping the brakes on on all the Saints, you know, except for Kamara and you know potentially Murray, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm not rolling Cook at all. I'm going Hayden Hurst in a – you know, he doesn't have a super down matchup, but, you know, Chicago, they do have some pretty good linebackers and they do have some pretty good safeties, you know, that could be covering him. But especially Julio Jones missing, you know, that just moves Hayden Hurst one notch up in the pecking order. That takes him from number three or from number four in that passing offense now to number three, you know, or, you know, two – 2A, 2B, you know, with Gage. So, yeah, I, I would roll Hurst uh, over Cook for sure. I traded Chris Carson and Hunt for Clyde and Tom Brady. I have Dalvin Cook and Drake. So, let's see. Well, Chris Carson, I, I mean, if you're ever going to sell high on him, you know, now's the time. I, I mean, for sure. And, um, I mean, having Dalvin Cook and Drake, I mean, having Chris Carson and Hunt, I mean, that is kind of a luxury. I mean, I don't know what, uh, you know, what your what your format is as far as, like, what's the max amount of running backs. But I, I guess, you know, in a lot of leagues, especially 12-man, you can usually start three running backs max. So I feel like he cashed in. I, I mean, at a nice time, Clyde, he had a down game. So I know that people are going to be down on him. He, he does have a tough game going up against Baltimore, but I feel they get him involved a little bit more in the passing game than before. And Brady had two whatever games, but now this is going to be the first time that he has all of his uh, weapons on display. And I think that <coughs> missing a guy like Evans in your first game and then missing Chris Godwin in your second game, I mean, you're talking about both of those guys were – hands down two top 10 wide receivers last year, but we're talking about two top five wide receivers last year. And both of them do different things that Tom Brady's going to key in on. So I, I think he did good with this trade, especially in a 12 man league. Um, one, You're going to be in a tough battle of choosing who to start every week. And yeah, I think he did good. Hell yeah, Chris. Appreciate it, bro. The, uh, the entries are lasting for 11 more minutes right now. So um, get those in. We'll take a little break in 11 minutes, and I'm going to throw all the names into the generator here, and uh, we'll get our first winner of the day. Giving away three of these shirts one more time just for the new people. My brand is IDP Life, and one of our mottos is Fuck Team Defense. This is the first shirt in the series that I'm doing, I'm probably going to do probably three or four shirts, you know, throughout this season. And then, you know, just build from there, starting a small business. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I've been on nine to five grinds, you know, for the last 10 years and going from companies like Verizon that, you know, I thought would care about you and don't, and, you know, just jumping from random job to random job every three or four years and fuck all that, man. Fuck the nine to five life. I I'm building this brand and I'm going hard with this fantasy football stuff. So Chris, guys like you, I really appreciate you supporting makes, makes a world of difference. And, uh, I've been doing all this for free for easily four years. And, um, now I, I want to turn it into a business for myself and do a lot of things 
um, you know, with all this and making a splash in the community. I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know, or Instagram, you know, anywhere like that, but I'm getting noticed enough to get uh, get invited into leagues with guys who've, uh, you know, been active on Twitter for years and years. And I've been on active on Twitter for less than a year, already over a thousand followers. And it's all because of the IDP, man. There's so many people out there who are just offensive, you know, analysts, but, uh, I fuck with IDP. I, I go for the hardcore people, the super flex and two QB peeps. You got, you guys are the guys who are, we're, we're going to make that the norm in fantasy football. And one of these days, IDP is going to get back to the norm as well. So uh, thanks, Chris. Um, I'm going to go put your name on here right now. Just so I do not forget. So everybody bear with me. And if you haven't signed up on Patreon yet, go sign up there. You can sign up for as little as a dollar. All right, bear with me, guys. Just getting Chris's name on here. Get in those entries. Get in those entries, guys. We got eight more minutes. May leave it open for a minute or two more. But get those entries. Go follow me everywhere on social media. That's a way that you can get some entries as well. Um, right now, five, you get five entries for following me anywhere on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Doesn't matter. Follow me there. TikTok. YouTube, trying to get the YouTube thing blowing up. So go follow me on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler. You'll be able to find me there pretty easily. Give me one second. I'll get back into these questions here. Just got to take care of my new awesome supporter, Chris. Thanks for signing up. And you got 15 entries into the giveaway. So I, I don't know the exact number of entries that I have. I, I, I believe it just crossed 200 with Chris's entries right now. So been showing been showing a lot of love and I, I really appreciate it guys what up david thanks for joining bro different league all right so mix in making me nuts he is making me nuts too you are not alone there and uh dj if you're on there <laughs> i know he's making you nuts and you're the biggest advocate for him all right also melvin gordon joshua kelly need one to start this week Okay, so Mixon is going up against the Eagles. Mel, uh, Josh Kelly is going up against the Panthers, and that is primo matchup there. And Denver, who the hell are they going up against? They're going up against the Bucks. Bucks do have a pretty good defense, especially up front. Um, so that being said, I'm still going Melvin Gordon over Josh Kelly. Now Gordon's the man there. I don't. No matter what, they are leaning on him this game that that is going to be for sure they are going to lean on him he's going to be having to carry the team on his back if they want to win so i'm leaning on that this week especially let me double check they they are at home yep they're, they're at home and it's uh and it's one of the later games too so it's not one of the early games so even if we think melvin gordon is still on uh you know los angeles time it's a, it's a later game so i i like those um yeah, I got I got to roll Melvin Gordon and yeah, <laughs> Ingram, fuck you, buddy, fuck you, <laughs> do better, man. I know you can. I know you can. I got you on a couple teams. <laughs> 
Rest of season, Goff, Tannehill, or Minshew. Okay, so give me a little clarity. Are you talking about are you going to trade for one of these guys or are you going to drop one of these guys? Um, give me a little bit of clarity. Write the question one more time, and um, I'll, I'll get I'll get back to it. Alfie, hey, thanks, bro. I, I don't know if you saw it earlier. Gave you a shout-out. Really appreciate you signing up, brother. He signed up on Patreon earlier this week. Really appreciate it. Okay. IDP question here. All right, give me a second. First IDP question of the day. I love it. Got to get to a a place where I can look up a few things really quick. Because IDP guys are not guys who I have just off the top of my head necessarily. Because there's so many... So many guys. Okay, Mosley's going up against the Giants. And for those who don't follow IDP, Emmanuel Mosley is a cornerback for San Francisco. Let's see who Ryan's going up against. Oh, yeah, (laughs) I forgot. Ryan is on the Giants, so they're literally going up against each other. So, I feel that I'm starting Ryan for the uh, for the tackle upside, and mainly we just got to think about the game. I feel like, or wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, flip that. No, I meant Mosley. Mosley is the guy that I want to start because want to think about game script. I mean, with IDP, I, I really try to think about as much game script as I can and. What's more likely going to happen from, you know, the 49ers tomorrow? Are they going to be airing it out a lot or are they going to lean on the run game? And I feel like they lean on the run game more than anything and they lead on the tight end more than anything. And Mosley's not going to be covering Reed, so that's not going to really benefit him at all. I mean, um, Ryan's not going to be covering Reed, so that's not going to benefit him at all. So I'm rolling Mosley with this one with, uh, with confidence of the two. Hey, Debbie. CEH, Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Fournette, eliminate one. Okay, so I got to eliminate Fournette just because of the question marks there. We don't know. I mean, a lot of his points came on that one huge play, and it was a nice play, and he does have the the ability to go for a big play like that very often, but um, not something that I'm banking on necessarily. CEH, I know he he does have a tough matchup, but I feel like, the Chiefs shit the bed so much last week against the Chargers because they were waiting for this week. Like they, they were all looking ahead for this week. This is going to be the game of the week. Kareem Hunt on paper, Washington, they do great against the run, but may, but not against the passing game, you know, in the uh, in the passing game necessarily with the running backs. So yeah, I'm sitting for net. I mean, Josh Jacobs, he's a locked, locked and loaded start. He practiced yesterday. So last year, even with his um, hurt shoulder that he was playing with like all year, he was pretty much inactive like the entire week, just leading up to the games and then would always play. And they just said it like, why waste the reps during the week? Like we're going, he's going out there either way and he's going to be the workhorse. So unless, unless they come out and say Jacobs is doubtful, I, I'm just assuming he's going to play. So yeah, I'm rolling the first three on here. Chase from YouTube. What's up, dude? Who should I start in my flex? Hines, Ingram, Judy, Jackson. 
Okay, so I eliminate Judy from this. He's a game time decision. I don't want that headache. And either way, he's going. He's going to be going up against Carlton Davis if he plays. So, no matter what, Judy's downgraded. He's one of my sits of the week. And out of these four options, I'm sitting him. Let's see. Let's get into some matchups and who they play. So Colts are going up against the Jets. And it could be a good game for Hines, but I really think it's going to be a Jonathan Taylor game. And I think it's going to be another big Mo Ali Cox game. Not that it can't be a good game for Hines, but I just don't like his ceiling. So I'm, I'm eliminating that one. So for me, it comes down to Mark Ingram or Deshaun Jackson. Okay. So two totally different players here. So the thing that we got to think about Baltimore is going up against the Chiefs. Joshua Kelly, that's the one that the Chargers leaned on last week with 20-plus carries, and that was the only reason that the Chargers really had a reason to even be in that game. They held you know, the, they held the ball for so long. I think in the fourth quarter, I think they had like a nine-minute drive or something crazy like that. They really held the ball from the Chiefs. That That's one of the recipes, you know, for – for any team is hold the ball against the chiefs by running. So I think that Baltimore does lean on Ingram a little bit here. Now Deshaun Jackson. Okay. So finally got a good amount of targets last week, got a good amount of receptions. If there was ever a day to play Deshaun Jackson, it is this game. Cincinnati is horrible. Carson Wentz is finally going to have a couple seconds to breathe in, you know, in the backfield, they just lost Rager, Allen, Rob, Allen, uh, Alshon Jeffrey is not playing. Um, so <clears throat> if there's ever a game to play Deshaun Jackson, it is this week. So I'm going Ingram if I need a safer play out of someone, just assuming he's going to get the volume. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but the way I see it happening, I think that Baltimore is going to come out and score first. And I, I really think it is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think whoever has the ball last is going to be the one that, <clears throat> whoever has the ball last is going to be the team that wins it. So if I want a safer play, I'm going Ingram. But if I need a shoot for the stars, you know, type player, super high ceiling play, because I had a shitty start to my week on Thursday, I'm rolling Jackson. All right. Got another one from Alfie here. AJ Johnson, Shaq Thompson, Danny Trevathan. So AJ Johnson is going up against the Bucks. And Shaq Thompson is going up against the Chargers. And Danny Trevathan is going up against the Falcons. Okay, so. Need to choose two. Okay. I got to go A.J. Johnson and I got to go Shaq Thompson. Danny Trevathan, he he barely played like 50, like 55, some kind of, you know, small number like that. I was on the IDP lounge last night. I don't know if you guys caught that, but uh, – it's um, mainly just an IDP show, and they get me on from time to time. And Danny Trevathan was like the major talk of the show, and I don't know how it kept coming back to him. He's been efficient with the work, but what do we look for when we talk about offensive guys? We want the opportunities. We want the guys who get a lot of carries. We want the guys who get a lot of targets. And, I, you know, snap count isn't a make or break for me. Like I don't, like, you know, always lean on snap count, you know, 100%. But we're talking about two guys who are, you know, 100% snap count guys or very close to it. You know, with Thompson, I'm pretty sure he has 100% of the snaps the last two weeks. Danny Trevathan playing half the snaps. You know, it, just, it all depends on game flow. And they don't use Trevathan 
in uh, the pass defense, you know, too much. And what does Atlanta do? They throw the ball a lot, and they're always in three wide receiver sets, and they're always lining up, you know, the tight end in the slot and things like that, you know, to get uh, more secondary guys out there. So got to roll A.J. Johnson, got to roll Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson did have a little bit of a of, of off week, but not time to panic on him. Oh, one more. Do I start Dak, Josh Allen, or Tannehill? This one's kind of tough because they all have they all have good matchups. Um, I mean, the uh, Seattle um, Dallas game. I mean, that could go for over sixty points. I mean, I, I feel like I I'm going Allen, and uh, you know maybe a little bit of a gut feeling, you know, on that. But Dak. He got a lot of his points because of those three touchdowns last week. I mean, he wasn't that good when it came to actually passing the ball. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was his three touchdowns that really turned him into the beast that he was. And how often is he going to get three touchdowns? I, I mean, I, I'm i sure Zeke, I mean, I, I know he likes winning, but he's got to eat too. I mean, <laughs> Zeke's got to eat. So, I mean, you can't be giving Dak all the opportunities in the red zone, even if it is at, you know, um, inch, the inch mark or whatever. So I'm going Josh Allen. They're a pass-first offense now, especially with Moss out um, this week. I got to roll Allen. I know it is a tougher matchup, you know, with Ramsey, but it doesn't matter. Allen is getting shit done. All right, guys, got a couple more questions here. So I'm going to leave the entries open um, just for five more minutes, and um, I I got three more questions or two more questions that I'm going to answer, and then we're going to get things set up. So – it's my brand IDP life, and the first shirt is "Fuck Team Defense" in the series that I'm dropping this uh, this season. And uh, go sign up on, um, go follow me anywhere on social media. Just drop it in the comment really quick where you followed me, whether it was Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, TikTok, and uh, anyone who signs up on Patreon, um, you can sign up for as little as a dollar. You get bonus entries today. So I was given five entries for people who signed up for the dollar. That's uh, being an awesome supporter. Um, you get 15 for signing up for the $1. What are you going to do with that $1? Let Spend it on me. <laughs> spend it on me. Skip uh, Starbucks coffee for one day. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. Send me that dollar. Help the supporters rise. It's not even about the dollar. It's about getting the supporter numbers up. You guys know, if you build it, they will come. And the more people that come, the more people want to join. So everyone here, you guys have been day one supporters. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, looking for more supporters. So go sign up. Got five more minutes. Okay. I own Goff and wondering if Tannehill or Minshew, both free agents or better long-term. Did not stress QB. Oh, hey. Appreciate it, David. Even if you can't support today, it doesn't matter, man. I, I'm, I'm telling people to support today because of this giveaway, but you can support three weeks from now. It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to keep doing this for every. <coughs> going to keep doing this for everybody either way. And um, I I appreciate the support either way. And it doesn't matter what tier you on. Everyone's a VIP in my mind. So I like Goff. Um, I I guess I, it comes down to Goff or Minshew. I mean, throughout the whole season, I know Tannehill is kind of the flavor of the week with his four TDs. You know, I don't know how often he's going to be doing that. So I guess out of all these guys right now, I, I would roll Jared Goff. Um, I mean, if we're making the choice today, but I always like having a backup QB. I, I mean, even in a one QB league, it's always nice because, I mean, 
if there's ever a time during the bye weeks where you you're just gonna have people start picking up random QBs, they may be dropping you know random QBs as well. But during these bye weeks and you know during COVID time, I, I feel like people are playing a little bit different with the QB position. A lot of one, I mean, a handful of one QB leagues that I'm in. People are hoarding QBs and it's a little bit crazy, you know? And um, so people thought I was crazy when I had three QBs, but everybody drafted two QBs and half of the teams drafted three QBs and, you know, 12, uh, 12 man leagues. So there's literally like no waiver wire, you know, for it. So just one of those things. I like golf over this, but I'd love to get Minshew on my bench. Welcome, Debbie. Thanks. For, I always see you in the group and always uh, appreciate all your questions. Thanks for joining. What up, Gorky? I had Saquon and he got hurt, and AJ Brown is also hurt. Feel your pain. Feel your pain. Would you? St- who would you start at flex? Nikhil Harry, Antonio Gibson, or Will Fuller? Okay, so I was like the leader of the Will Fuller hype train, and I'm pumping the brakes on him, especially for this week. The Houston Texans offense going up against Pittsburgh. I know that he could have a good game. I mean, he really could, but. He could also tweak his hamstring again and come in or out of the game. And he doesn't want to miss time. I mean, that's something he's really focusing on is not missing time. But playing hobbled isn't nice either. And, you know, not playing at 100%, he's a speedster. He needs his speed. So, I mean, I'm sitting him. So it comes down to Nikhil Harry or Antonio Gibson. I feel like Nikhil Harry is the volume play. He got a he got a hell of a lot of targets from Cam last week, and that's someone that I feel like you can bank on, you know, for that. Um, Gibson, I don't know if this week is going to be his breakout week. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, Cleveland Brown they've looked they've looked pretty decent against the running backs. I, I mean, I know that their that their line is a little bit better. Their linebackers kind of suck, but um, I think I'm leaning Nikhil Harry for the volume. Gibson's probably the safer play. Just because, I mean, yeah, Nikhil Harry could get five or six targets, just a couple catches. But uh, if he gets the 10 targets that he got last week, I mean, I'm loving that. Um, so I think Gibson is the safer play. But if I'm going for upside, which I like to do a lot, I'm going Harry. All right, everybody. Got a break in the action here. So I'm going to put these numbers in the random generator here and not numbers, but everybody's, uh, everybody's names. Hey, can't say enough how much I appreciate all the love from everybody. I know I'm a nobody in this fantasy world. So thanks for, thanks for supporting me. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to prove to you that following me is going to be one of the reasons why you're going to win your league this year. I've been given championship fantasy football advice for easily 10 years. Sometimes I don't give myself the best advice, but uh, when it comes to my friends and um, everyone within the fantasy community, I mean, I give an unbiased opinion and I try to give as much information as I can to back up, you know, my claims. So that's one of the things that I'll always say. I know there's a lot of people who hate on like, you know, fantasy people um, who give, uh, you know, wrong advice. But at the end of the day, any given Sunday, man, there's so much shit that can happen in a football game that just makes anything go one way or the other. So 
you got to play the numbers. That's the only way to do it. I mean, one of the things that, uh, I mean, got to play the numbers, but sometimes any given Sunday, just random shit happens and uh, I just go off. All right. Is everybody ready? Still, we see we still got a handful of people in here. So let's give away this first t-shirt. Sorry, let's get rid of that. And it is the Fuck Team Defense IDP Life shirt, first in the series. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Random name generator. Circling, circling. Hey, Chris, Chris, woo, someone who signed up on Patreon earlier, um, about two weeks ago, or um, two weeks ago, I think, just when we started this, so, Chris, woo, yeah, brother, you win, you're the first one, so we're going to give away three more, depending on how long all this lasts, and uh, I know you are on the live stream last week, if you're here, throw it in the comments, bro, I'm just going to write this down. Gonna write this down. First shirt giveaway. Chris, Chris. All right. A lot of good people out there. Chris is someone I know has been following me for a little while and uh, been supporting. So, yeah, man, really appreciate it. Glad you were the first winner. And we're gonna have a couple more here gonna wait for some of these questions to trickle in bear with me guys not too many questions out there right now I'm just getting this uh, getting these links shared to Facebook try to get some more people in the live stream So leave your questions. Anybody watching, get your questions in. One question just came in. I'm sharing all this on Facebook, getting some more people added to the group. If you're not in the fantasy football community on Facebook that I built, it's fantasy football advice, experts, gurus, and beginners. Go get in it right now. Click on the link tree link in the description of this. And that's where you can find me very easily. Let's get this shared to a couple places again. Thanks for bearing with me, guys. Get some of those questions coming in. Just did our giveaway. Chris, Chris, woo, Patreon supporter. Appreciate it. So, yeah, I will be reaching out to you, someone who he signed up right when we first started this giveaway, signed up 10 days ago. I know he's asking a lot of questions and getting a lot of support. That's that's the main thing that the Patreon is about. It's so hard. To, it's so hard for me to ask everybody, you know, all these questions. I mean, so the, the, the Patreon's one way that you're going to make sure to get uh, the one on one attention that you want. And any day of the week, hit me up. All right, give me 
Give me another two minutes, guys. A quick two minutes. Gonna get this shared really quick into a couple more groups really fast. Yeah, now if you guys notice, I haven't been as active on Facebook this week. Facebook's like hating on me for whatever reason. Like I've been getting so many people who've been like looking at my content and like, you know, just responding to stuff. It's almost like I broke their algorithm or something. I was getting my posts seen by like thousands of people and, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments and, you know, stuff like that. And like, they literally blocked my personal account. I had to, um, from posting into groups or anything like that, I can't even post into my own damn group account. So I started getting more active on TikTok. Because uh, Facebook's going to act like little bitches. I'll just go start putting my shit there. So follow me on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. Because Facebook's acting like jerks right now. All right. Another question from David. Let's see. One guy sitting on Breeze, Cam, and Wilson. All... <laughs> All by week six is kind of waiting, man. One of those guys that one of those guys is going to come available. It's probably going to be Breeze. I mean, unless they're going to hold him till after Michael Thomas comes back. What up, Alfie? Another IDP question. Love the IDP questions. All right, so Ngakwe or Grady Jarrett? Okay, so I think. Uh, woo. Hmm. This one's tough for me. I feel like I got to go with the consistency of Jarrett, though. Um, going up, who are they going up against? Going up against Chicago. Um, Chicago hasn't been giving up a bunch of sacks necessarily, but they're going to be running the ball a lot. Um, so I, I really think um, Jarrett is the guy out of these two to throw in the lineup. Hey, what up, Chris? Yeah, what do you know about those San Diego Savages, bro? Bringing me 10 years back. Back when we used to play in the San Diego Adult Baseball League and just win championships like it was nothing. All right, one last question from David. Hey, don't worry. If you have more questions, leave them here. Last week, this lasted for two hours. I still want to give away two more T-shirts. So let's uh, keep going long enough so I can give those away. If not, we'll, we'll just continue it to next week. Everyone who has the entries in there, um, your, your, your entries will still be there. Gallup or Marvin Jones? Who to start this week in a standard league? I'm pumping the brakes on Gallup. I, I'm just I'm not messing with him right now. He's fifth in that pecking order of their passing offense. So that's something that I I, I don't like. Let I'll bring it up again. Talked about the, the uh, sorry, talked about the pecking order of the Dallas passers, pass catchers. So Number one in the pecking order are 1A or 1B, Cooper and C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb has definitely passed Gallup in that role. And then Zeke and Schultz. I think both of those guys are ahead of Gallup in the pecking order. So I'm going Marvin Jones. He's going to be the number two option on that team. Assuming Kenny Galladay plays, hopefully he does because Jones does better when Galladay is on the field. Jones needs Galladay on the field. So I'm going Jones. All right, we got no questions in right now. 
So, you know what that means. Time to smoke. Smoking on... Smoking on some of that original OG. And it's coming from uh, my boys at A-plus Deliveries. Can't uh, say enough about them. Definitely coming through in the clutch. So uh, where's my 420 peeps at, man? Get on this. Some of you guys were on it last week. Maybe you got jobs or something, but uh, let's get on it. Let's uh, get some questions rolling. And uh, throw one in the air for me. Where are my 420 peeps at? If you guys haven't watched my start of the week, and my sits of the week, <coughs> they're on YouTube. They're on Facebook. Go to Fantasy Football Hustler. <coughs> Go to Fantasy Football Hustler on YouTube. I had a video drop this morning and a video drop last night. Bringing that heat, bringing some IDP starters that you can potentially pick up and start. Then I gave my starts and sits for the week. Woo, woo. Thanks, David. All right. Got no questions up right now. Taking your advice and adding the second QB on my bench. Herbert, Tannehill, or Baker? Not Baker. Um, he, he's got to go up against Baltimore again. He's got to go up against um, the Steelers twice. Not not Baker because especially we're talking about long-term depth for the year. Um, tan, so it comes down to Tannehill or Herbert. Let me uh, – Let me go check something really quick. And gonna go look and uh, gonna go look at the rest of schedule really quick and uh, give you an it because you know with your second QB, I mean you want to have someone who has an easier schedule, but a lot of it is gonna be really you know strength of schedule coming down the end because you who's uh, potentially there. Um, in the end of your season that you can really start. Okay, one second. Got to get to a different spreadsheet here. Okay, so so Tannehill, he's got a really rough stretch in the middle of the season. So right now he's got some so-so games, you know, coming up. I mean, Minnesota this week, I mean, that should be a good one for him. Then you got Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and then Houston back-to-back. And I mean, then he has a bye in week seven. Um, Week eight, I mean, week eight through week 12. Well, he's going up against Cincinnati in week eight. But um, outside of that, he's got some tough defenses, though. They, they play Chicago, and then they play Indy, and then they play Baltimore, and then they play Indy again. But uh, it really loosens up towards the end of the season. So if you're picking someone up, you know, for that end of the season push, he's got Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay. Those are his last four games. Um, Green Bay is the Green Bay is the Super Bowl week. 
Um, and let's see. And who was the other guy? Herbert. Well, so, I mean, they got Carolina this week who, I mean, their shitty defense, um, I mean, on paper, I guess they're good against the QB because the QBs rarely have to throw against those guys. Um, <clears throat> the running back's just been destroying it. Then they got Tampa Bay, which isn't the best matchup. Then they got New Orleans, the Jets, Miami, Jacksonville, and then um, the Raiders, and then they got the Week 10 bye. So, I mean, that's a good stretch of game. So, I mean, I, you didn't say who your number one QB is, but if he's on a bye week, you know, from weeks five to eight somewhere, that I mean, that's a good guy to pick up. Um, got a Week 10 bye. So, you know, you don't want to pick up someone who has the same bye, you know, if you can avoid it. Um, the end of the season, I mean, you got Denver, Buffalo, New England, Atlanta, that's a plus matchup right there. Las Vegas and Denver. So Denver at home, though, at the end. So they got three out of four games at the end of the season are at home. Um, and Denver, Buffalo, I mean, those are, you know, t I mean, Denver's tough-ish, you know, not uh, not lit lighting it on fire, you know, as much as they used to be. Um, I think I got to. I think I got to roll Herbert. I mean, he, he seems to have a lot more, a lot more plus matchups than Tannehill does. So one more time, Herbert has the week 10 by and Tannehill has the week seven by and from week eight to week 12 Tannehill. I mean, he's got some down matchups. I mean, that's a tough stretch. Chicago, Indy, Baltimore, Indy from week nine to week 12. So, I mean, if you need a starter, you know, from those weeks, I mean, Tano is not going to be the guy. So I, I'm leaning Herbert in this. All right. Um, no questions in right now. Let me go to uh, check Facebook on my phone and stuff. See if uh, anything else is getting in here. So we still got a couple people in here. Thanks for joining. In. Appreciate it, guys. I'm going to uh, smoke another bowl. And uh, oh, here we go. All right, what up, Chris? All right, different league, Gage or Gallup? I'm so off Michael Gallup that I got to go Gage. Now, one thing that I brought up earlier, we got to start taking these things into consideration. When your number one wide receiver doesn't play. That means everyone else jumps in the pecking order as far as like, you know, volume and what they should get, but it also jumps you in the pecking order of the defense. So, you know, if uh, Julio Jones doesn't play, that means the best wide receivers are, I mean, the best cornerbacks, they're going to be on Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is elite enough, you know, to where he's going to do his thing, no matter who's on him out of the Bears guys. And uh, Gallup, he's fifth in that pecking order. So I, I'm just – I'm off Gallup, especially this week. I mean, you're talking about here's the guys who are going to have more targets than him. Cooper, Lamb, Zeke, potentially, Schultz, for sure. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about him being fourth or fifth in that pecking order. So I'm not rolling Gallup. Gallup's one of my must-sits. Um, do not have him in your lineup, especially if you got a guy like Russell Gage. Roll out Gage, man. That guy's been balling. I've been telling people for two weeks to swoop him up. Yeah, play him. Hey, what up, Mike? 
Thanks for having me on your podcast this week. What was the name of your guys' podcast? It's totally leaving my mind right now. The Little Dubs and Uncle Mac Show. Make sure you go follow them on uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. I followed them on Apple Podcasts. They had me on as a guest this week. They're talking about everything sports, and then they're also mixing in some wrestling. And uh, if you know me, you know that I'm a fan of WWE and a fan of AEW. I've been watching it forever, uh, at least WWE. They're shit in the bed right now. Take me back to the Attitude Era. Hell yeah, dude. So make sure you go follow them. Little Dubs and Uncle Mac Show. Okay, IDP League. I love IDP questions. Guys, where are my IDP guys at? Come on, man. Let's represent. Fuck team defense. <laughs> IDP life. Let's get it. Okay, got to choose between Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, who's questionable, and Eric Kendricks. Who do you recommend I go with and why? Okay, let me double check because I swore Edmonds was already out. Okay, no, so he's still questionable. Um, I, I've been ringing the bell for Kendricks. I mean, ever since the preseason, all all off season, just knowing that he's pretty, you know, outside of Daniel Hunter, I mean, he's the best defender they got. And I know that they ask him to do a lot of things, and, you know, a lot of times it's not necessarily sacking the QB. So, I mean, a lot of people are just kind of down on him. But he's someone that I told everybody to draft late and get on every single team. Definitely didn't disappoint last week with his 11 solos. So I'm rolling Kendricks either way in this matchup. I mean, I love Tremaine Edmonds. And, uh, what, are, and what are the matchups here? <clears throat> Vikings against the Titans. Come on. You got got to roll Kendricks against the Titans. Um, Buffalo, who do they play again? They play the Rams. Um I don't, I don't think the run game is going to be the strength of uh, the Rams this week. Um, even if Malcolm Brown plays, um, I know Cam uh, uh, Cam Akers isn't playing. But I feel like even in the down matchups, Goff's going to be throwing it a lot more than they're running it. Um, so I'm going, <clears throat> I'm going Eric Kendricks here either way, regardless of injury. Eric Kendricks, I want to see him back on the field just to see how he's uh, – he's probably not going to be 100%. So – He's just someone I'm pumping the brakes on a tiny little bit. Would you start both Chubb and Hunt? My other running backs are Zeke Hunt. <clears throat> Hunt would be the flex. Well, who are your other running backs besides them, or what are your other flex options? Because I really don't like Chubb this week. He's one of my sits of the week. I think Hunt and Landry are the only two people worth playing on the Cleveland side of things, at least on the offensive side. So I, I'd roll I'd roll Hunt for sure. But uh, who who else do you got that uh, – who's your other options, you know, that you can put in besides Chubb? Because, yeah, Chubb, he's a lot lower on my list, and that's someone who I think, like, shouldn't – that shouldn't – yeah. Hunt starting. Chubb, he's on the fence. So I'll wait for your comment here. All right, well, time to take another 420 break. Thanks for joining me. I see we still got a handful of people on here. Hopefully we can get some more questions. 
going in here. And um, while you got some free time, make sure you like the whatever post you're on right now, whether this is Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's YouTube. And uh, make sure you follow me on whatever platform that you're on right now. And uh, go follow me on YouTube. I've, uh, I was helping out some other people a lot in the off season and helping building up some other YouTube uh, channels. And um, now me and those people don't necessarily work together and I'm kind of doing my own thing. But uh, I spend a lot of time kind of building up other people's YouTube account and um, I neglected my own. So um, shame on me for um, helping other people and neglecting myself at the same time. So show me some love. Go follow me on YouTube. I really need to raise those uh, um, subscribers there. So it's fantasyfootballhustler.com or fantasyfootballhustler on YouTube. Just go search it or click on the link tree link that's in the description of this. That's the easy way that you can get to all of my social medias just within one click. And um, just because I think this uh, this live stream, it's probably not going to go for, you know, two and a half, three hours as I was expecting unless a bunch of people start jumping on here. <coughs> I think what I'm going to do for the giveaway is keep all the entries that I have in right now and then just keep the entries open. And then we'll do one shirt giveaway um, for the next two weeks. That I think will be the best way and give a lot more people um, the chance to get involved. I only... I've only had this going for about 10 days and um, everyone's going to be with me for the whole season. That's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming. So we don't have to rush to do these giveaways. So um, I got three shirts that I'm giving away. Chris, Chris, yeah, you're the first winner. I got them in black or white and a handful of sizes. So I'll reach out to you on Facebook. And um, if you're on the live stream, like you were last week, give a shout out uh, in the comments. So all the entries are staying open, and I'm giving three times the entries as I was originally for Patreon owner, <coughs> Patreon supporters. So even if you sign up just for one dollar, you're gonna get 15 entries for the shirt. And uh, there's other packages besides that, and other tiers that you can go. If you sign up on the $25 tier, you get the shirt, you get the swag included. The shirts have been selling like hotcakes. We got a bunch of people in the IDP <coughs> community that are really starting to, you know, get some swag going. And uh, I love it. I heard a story um, that happened earlier this week. One of the guys that I'm in another league with, he said he was in a bar. And uh, one of my buddies, Jordan, he's got the IDP army going. And uh, he's on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, he said he saw his IDP army shirt. And from across the bar, he yelled, yeah, fuck team defense. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that we got to get going. The IDP guys are the more hardcore guys, guys who are, uh, you know, you got to set lineups of, I mean, I think the smallest IDP league that I play in, I think we're starting um, 14 starters total. And then the, the biggest league that I'm in with the most amount of starters, 19 starters. I know a lot of people get nervous about playing IDP because that, that's a shitload of starters to have to set up. But one thing I'll tell you, IDP leagues, they're not necessarily harder to win. I mean, any league that you play in, it's always hard. I mean, you have a one in 10 or 12 shot or whatever. If you're like me in 16 man leagues, one out of 16 shot. So, I mean, it's tough either way, 
But when you win an IDP league or an IDP Superflex 2QB league, something like that, where you you don't have to have the perfect matchup or the perfect uh, lineup necessarily. You have a lot of room for error, but you got to put a complete team together. You have to put a complete offense and a complete defense together. I have respect for the people who are in IDP leagues and want that challenge because it is an extra challenge that you're putting on yourself. So let's get it, man. IDP leagues, that's the way to go. I see a bunch of people just hopped on. So if you're an IDP goer like me, fuck team defense. I'm a, I'm a man of the people, so I still give my, my insight on team defense, but I'm all about team IDP. Throw IDP in the chat right now. Just for anybody who's in an IDP league and anybody who's repping the IDP life, throw IDP as a comment in the or in the YouTube chat right now. Do it. Let's see it. Okay, so we're talking Chubb in the flex, Gage, Jackson, Keenan Allen. So there we go. IDP, Uncle Mac. All right, so hey, there we go. What up, little dubs? Okay, this is tough for me. All of these guys I really like this week. <laughs> All of these guys I really like this week. Oh, hold on. Hold on one second, Chris. What up, Alfie? IDP life. Let's get it. Throw IDP in the chat. If you're in an IDP league, throw it in the chat. I want to see everybody who's repping the IDP life. Other flex would be Gage, Deshaun Jackson, Keenan Allen. And, okay, so... Deshaun Jackson, he hasn't been the best, you know, obviously, but last week we saw a little bit more of what he could do. Nine um, receptions, six, uh, six or nine targets, six receptions, uh, 60 something yards. I can't remember exactly. So we saw a little flash and um, going up against Cincinnati. This is probably one of the first times that Carson Wentz is going to have a couple seconds to throw it. So he's in consideration a little bit here. Gage. I've been telling people for weeks to pick up Gage. So hopefully you've been watching my YouTube videos and hopefully that's one of the reasons why you have Gage on your team is because ever since week one, when he went for over 100 yards and he had the same amount of targets as Julio and the same amount of uh, – as and Julio and Julio, Ridley, Gage, same amount of targets, same amount of receptions. Every one of those guys went over 100 yards. Those are Matt Ryan's three favorite targets, hands down. I don't care. Hayden Hurst, he's number four in that pecking order, and they're not getting the running backs involved enough for me to worry about that. So especially if Julio's out, Gage, I mean, just a step up, obviously. I really like Keenan Allen. The knock against him this week, if I can put one on him, is going to be that it's very easy to run on the Panthers, and people have been running on the Panthers like crazy. I mean, we saw last week, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. I mean, Leonard Fournette did great. Ronald Jones did good enough to where if you flexed him in random leagues, I mean, that was good. I uh, I flexed. Um, I, I have Ronald. I have Ronald Jones in a couple leagues, and uh, I flexed him over Malcolm Brown, and it disgusted me at the time. Ended up working out the right way. 
But um, back to Keenan Allen. So that's the only knock against him is that I really think that Austin Eckler gets back on track this week, and I think they continue to feed the Kelly Beast. So that's the only knock that I can put against him. I got to put Gage up to the top of this very, very slightly over Keenan Allen. I mean, I, I, I really like Keenan Allen this week. I think Gage has the higher upside if Julio does not play. But I, I'm, I'm really torn on this. It's like 1A and 1B from Gage to Keenan Allen, but I would play both of them over Chubb and his matchup. Not a starter sit question, but from what you said earlier about Trevathan, would you release him? Whoa, release him and pick up Micah Kaiser. You haven't done that already? Do it right now. Do it. <laughs> Tell me when you pick him up. You should be picking him up right now while this live stream is still going on. Yes, do this right now, Alfie. I want to see the comment when uh, this transaction is completed. Drop Trevathan right now and pick up Kaiser. Please. Please. Kaiser is the man, everyone. If you don't know who Micah Kaiser is in IDP, he's the middle linebacker on the Rams that they let Corey Littleton go for. He's played 100% of snaps, and he's been balling. He has been balling. I've been talking about him for three weeks now, ever since the first game that he played of the year. So, yes, do it right now. And please put the comment after the transaction is completed so I know that you made the right move. Hey, what up, dude? Thanks for joining two weeks in a row. Josh Allen or Dak? Whoo! Good choices, my man. Good choices. So, this is a little tough, okay? And uh, someone asked this earlier. There's a third QB in the mix. Dak against Russell Wilson. Seattle against the Cowboys. Both teams have been giving up massive games to the QB. So, He's one of those, but here's the knock on Dak. If I could put a knock on him, that last week getting those three touchdowns, that's a little bit fluky. We, I mean, we got to admit it. That's a little bit fluky. He's not going to get three touchdowns again. I know he has the ability to, but is he likely to do it? Hell no. Not just a no, but it's a hell no that he's not likely to do it. Three touchdown game from a QB does not come around often, especially when you have a guy like Zeke. You think he's going to go two weeks without eating and it's going to be okay for Dak to be sneaking him in? Hell no. So I'm rolling Josh Allen. I mean, we Josh Allen right now, he QB won last week, balled out. Obviously, it's in a plus matchup, you know, last week. I know that the Rams are a lot worse of a matchup, you know, compared to who he, play, who he played last week. But it's one of those things that um, – one of those things, who did he play last week? It was the Dolphins, right? Yeah, Dolphins. We saw that the Dolphins aren't scrubs. That's one of those things. The Dolphins actually have a somewhat good defense. I mean, they're not great. They're not amazing. But they do have a good defense, way better than they looked, um, you know, for the, the previous two weeks. And they got ready on short rest. So Josh Allen got to start him. He's slinging it all over the place. He's got his weapons. I feel like, especially since Moss is out, they have to lean on Allen a little bit more. They're not going to be leaning on Singletary. I mean, the Rams have a pretty good rush defense, so they're not leaning on Singletary. They're going to lean on Allen. We got to love Allen 
for um, the upside of his rushing. And who's to say that Allen can't put two or three in the end zone this week because they have no Moss. And uh, just one of those things. I, I want that Allen upside right now. He's hot, man. He is hot. What up, Nate? Gage or Gallup in a P- in a non-PPR league? Okay, so non-PPR league makes me not hate Gage as much as if I would hate him if he, this was an IDP, le- uh, um, uh, a PPR league. But I was talking about it earlier. I don't know if you were on the stream. Gallup is someone I'm completely out on right now, at least for this week. I'm talking about week three. Right now, he's fifth in the pecking order of that Cowboys offense, so I, at least amongst their um, receiving options. Let's think about it. They got Cooper and they got Lamb. That's one A and one B. I don't care what anybody says. Lamb is the one B in that offense right now as far as pass, recept- pass catchers go. And then we got Schultz and then we got Zeke. And I think Gallup is below both of those guys. I mean, if anything, I mean, it's like a close tie between all three of them, but the Cowboys offense has always loved to go to the tight end. And everyone thought that Blake Jarwin was going to have a huge breakout year this year. I was one of those guys because their schedule kind of looks that way. So Schultz, ten tar- or nine or ten targets, whatever it was last week. I think it was nine receptions, and it was like ten or eleven targets last week. Um, I don't like the matchup versus Seattle, but um, I still think Gallup is – nope. Get him out of your lineup. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who I'd pick up as a free agent and start over him um, out on Gallup. Get Gage in your lineup. He should already be in your lineup as a flex consideration anyways. He's been balling. Let's talk about week one. 12 targets, nine receptions. He tied Julio. He tied Ridley. Those are Matt Ryan's three favorite targets. If Julio stays healthy for at least 14 games, these three guys, they're going over a thousand. This is going to be the thousand yard trio right there. So get Gage in your lineup. Hey, what up, Owen? Thanks for joining from YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you like. TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant? I'll go with that question first. So I got to roll Fant here. The, the the Lions, they're going up against a really tough matchup in Arizona, especially the Arizona secondary and the Arizona linebackers. They're tough right now. They're one of the best in the league in real football on defense, let alone fantasy football. So I'm rolling Fant. They're, uh, the, I mean, we're gonna have you're going to have limited ch- chances. I mean, I don't see the Broncos, you know, doing too much damage in this game against the Bucks, but it's going to be Melvin Gordon and it's going to be Noah Fant. I mean, Jerry Judy, even if he plays, he's going to have Carlton Davis on him. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be really the first shot at him seeing like a premier defender, you know, on him with Carlton Davis. So I got, I got to roll fan and I got to know that even in limited opportunities from a team, that's probably not going to do that good on offense, that he's going to be the guy that, um, that they're looking for in the pass game. And then Darius Slayton or Deshaun Jackson. Okay, well, both of these guys I think are great choices this week. Jackson, they're going up against Cincy. We saw last week they finally got him some targets. They finally got him some receptions. Jalen Rager's out. Alshon Jeffrey is not playing this week. So I do like Deshaun Jackson, but I also like Darius Slayton. Shepard's not playing. You got no Saquon. 
Um, I, I, I mean, Devonta Freeman, like, please, nobody start him. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think they're going to lean on the run game. I think they're going to have to lean on the pass game. And I think it's a really good game for Tate, Slayton, and Evan Ingram. I feel like Evan Ingram, he probably has one of the tougher matchups, you know, with the linebackers um, there. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah, I think he has the tougher matchup with the going up. Yeah, so. All right, so my final answer, I'm going Slayton. Now, I think that Deshaun Jackson does have a higher upside, um, but slightly. I think that Slayton's got a high enough ceiling for me and a high enough floor. That's what I'm fucking with. And half-point PPR, that makes me um, – I, I mean, that doesn't change too much for these guys. Um, I mean, just being the half-point PPR makes me lean it more in Slayton's favor, even – you know, more than that. So Deshaun Jackson, Jackson's got the high yardage and, you know, the big, big playability with the TDs. But uh, I like Slayton's volume over Jackson. Fucking with Slayton. And uh, that one messed with my head a little bit. I had to think of a lot. So thanks for working with me. <laughs> Ooh, Melvin Ingram on the IR. Okay. So I'm not checking my phone or anything. So um, that's one of those things that uh, thanks for throwing me the news, David. That's a, that's a tough loss for them. Tough loss on the line. I mean, uh, Joey Bosa, he's already someone that you can double team, but now that you don't have Ingram to prepare for, that that makes a little bit of a difference. Um, some guys, if for my IDP guys, hold on one sec. I'm just getting to some notes that I had here. Hold on two seconds. Okay, so the guys who you need to have um, on the Chargers side of things. Um, I, I'm not sure what Herbert is going to do as far as like how much he's going to change around, you know, this team. I think he's going to I think he's going to change a lot of things. But here's some guys on the Chargers that you got to know about. I, I mean, everyone knows about Kenneth Murray in redraft leagues. He's very available. Get Kenneth Murray. I mean, he's already he's already getting a lot of the snaps. He's looks like a beast out there. And Kazir White, he's getting more play now, and he's someone that they had high expectations for, especially now. These are guys on the outside now with Melvin Ingram um, going down. These are going to be guys who they start, you know, kind of leaning on a little bit. So Kazir White, Kenneth Murray, you heard it here first, especially if you're in redraft leagues. These are guys you want to get on your bench. I feel like you can play for sure. Um, but two guys that you need to know about on the Chargers. Damn it. Yeah, sucks. I didn't have Melvin Ingram anywhere, um, but, uh, yeah, that sucks. And, uh, yeah, man, appreciate you asking the questions. Appreciate you. You know, on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit it right now so you don't forget. All right, what up, MathQuesto here, huh? I like it. Sticking with it. Corey Davis or T.Y. Hilton? Okay. Um, T.Y. Hilton, he was one of my he's one of my sits of the week for this week. And not necessarily because of the, the matchup per se, because the Jets, I mean, that's a plus matchup. But him and Rivers, they, there's no chemistry. And that's one of the things. I mean, there's literally no chemistry between Rivers and T.Y. And we think about 
What is the thing that T.Y. Hilton do best, or what is he known for best? He's known for catching those balls in stride and taking it to the house. He's not as fast as he used to be, and Phillip Rivers, he does not lead receivers. That is one of the worst things about Phillip Rivers is he does not lead receivers. He is too accurate to a fault. Like, he'll put it on you to where only you have the shot of catching it, you know, whether it seems like it or not, but he does not hit guys in stride. I'm going with Corey Davis. It almost makes me puke to say that because Corey Davis is, I mean, He's being overhyped like he's going to be, you know, last year's um, Devontae Parker or something like that. Like, I got to see it to believe it. I mean, I know Parker, he played for like four years until we saw his breakout, and I think it's Corey Davis's fourth year, so it could be that same thing. I I'm going Davis over Hilton. Hilton, I, I am extremely downgrading, not necessarily because of the matchup, but like I said, his rapport with him and Rivers and main and because of what Hilton's main skill set is or you know the the thing that he does best rivers does not complement that that's the big thing rivers does not complement the thing that ty hilton does best which is yak and taking it to the house would you pick up russell gage and drop james white yes i would and i think i actually did that specifically in a league um Actually, last week I, I made this exact move and I started Russell Gage in a pinch last week and it turned out fine for me. Um, James White, he's only missing right now because of family stuff. Um, so, I mean, he's not injured or anything, but he's also not playing this week. Um, so especially if you need to pick up someone and play, like for sure, pick up Gage. Gage is one good game away from being owned in over 50% of leagues. Um, I mean, I only have so many followers. I've been ringing the bell as much as I can for him for the last two weeks. So me personally, I'm not going to put any spikes in Gage's you know, own roster percentage, but he's one good game away, especially if Julio misses. If Julio misses, he's a game time decision, but someone's going to pick him up. So I'd be smart and I'd grab him tonight and I'd grab him right now. And yeah, just grab him right now. Do this pick right now and then put it in the comments right now that you did this move just so I feel good about myself knowing that I helped you made a good move on Saturday to beat the crowd on Sunday for Gage. What up, Nate? Ingram, David Johnson, or Henderson? Okay, so... Out of these guys, I got to eliminate Johnson right off the bat going up against Pittsburgh. Not that I feel that, um, not that I feel that he can't overcome some adversity or maybe get, you know, a random touchdown like Gordon did, but anyone who's been watching those Pittsburgh games, like, man, it, it's the, it's the steel, um, you know, the terrible towel, steel curtain, whatever the hell their nickname is. I don't fuck with Pittsburgh like that, but I know my buddy Brian does and I know Zach does. So if you guys are on the live stream, throw your Steelers in the chat and I'll give you a shout out here. But um, so it comes down to Henderson or Ingram. Now let's talk about Henderson first. So Cam Akers, he's out. So it's really coming down to Malcolm Brown and Henderson and they're making it seem like Malcolm Brown is going to play. I think if I'm choosing between Henderson and Brown, I'm choosing Henderson because he looked good last week for one. And second, Malcolm Brown had a broken pinky, has a broken pinky. So it's just one of those things if, you know, it's a game where Henderson should be starting and if he comes out halfway decent, why are you going to put Brown in there and keep aggravating this broken pinky, especially when your rookie has separated ribs now and he's just, you know, not looking uh, – 
not looking that good for the you know next three or four games. I mean, ribs, if they can keep him out and you know let his ribs heal, that's in the best interest of Akers, you know, long term for the end of the season and long term career. So I, I now Ingram, okay. So the Chiefs recipe for beating the Chiefs is running the ball. Joshua Kelly got 23 rushes last week. If Baltimore was smart, they would lean on Ingram, you know, just like that. So can he get 20 rushes? Yeah. Is he going to get it? Probably not. But he showed last week that he can still break off the big TD, that he does have the juice in the tank still. And they, I think he got, if I'm not mistaken, he got more targets than Dobbins did last week. I know Dobbins did good with his targets. Let me go double check that real quick. Let me double check that. Oh shit! Gotta hold on. Targets, not just receptions. Hold on. Let me see the targets last week. Let me get to this other spot. Actually, fuck it. Let's get the. There we go. Last week, Ingram had. Sorry, guys. A lot of questions are coming in here. A lot of things. Okay, so three. And what Dobbins have? One. Yeah, so I was right. Okay, all that time, and I was fucking right. I knew it. So Ingram had three targets. Dobbins had one target last week. So everything that I was saying about Ingram kind of came true. I was telling people that last week you could start him. And I thought that game one was really because they were beating the shit out of the Cleveland Browns. and They just wanted to get the rookie some run. And that was exactly what happened because Ingram came back to life last week and got the workload that we think that he should get. So comes down to Ingram or Henderson. Now, if Brown doesn't play for whatever reason, I'd roll Henderson in this matchup. If Brown does play, I'm leaning Ingram and just knowing that they're going to lean on him a little bit more because that's the recipe for success against the Chiefs is keeping the ball away from them. The thing that is tough is when Patrick Mahomes scores in like two seconds, it's tough to keep running it like that. So I really think this game is a high-scoring game, and I'm fucking excited to watch it. Like, man, we're talking about AFC conference, you know, potential preview right now. We're talking about the MVP versus the half-a-billion-dollar man, <laughs> co-owner of the freaking Kansas City Royals. Like, man, that's what we're talking about here. And I want all the pieces of that game as I can get. So I'm rolling Ingram. And one thing for my IDP guys, remember these great offensive games, that means better things for IDP. So always, if you're in a, like a really plus, like that's how you can like, that's what you can use as one of the things. Like if you're debating between people, think about the game that they're going to be in. Is it going to be a defensive game or is it going to be a high scoring offensive shootout more than likely? We want the offensive shootouts for IDP because that's more chances for people to make plays all over the field. If it's a bunch of three and outs, that, that's not good for IDP. It's not good for your safeties. It's not good for your linebackers. They're not going to get a chance at getting to the quarterback a lot if there's a lot of three and outs. So IDP, guys, we love high-scoring games. So you want to get all your Chiefs in the lineup. The Sneed, that's someone I've been ringing the bell for all week, 
get that rookie in your lineup going up against Baltimore. All right, Uncle Mac. My son needs a running back on his squad after losing CMC. Well, send him the crying emoji for me. That is rough. I lost CMC in a couple leagues too, and that is tough. Jalen Richard, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, Latavius Murray, Benny Snell. Woo! All right. This one's tough. Okay. So, Jalen Richard. I don't. I don't think he's a guy that could be banked on. And I'm assuming that we're talking about picking up and starting, or at least potentially putting in the flex. Okay. Let me look at some stats real quick and a couple numbers. The way that some of these guys got used last week, because deeper dive like this, these are guys that I am not paying attention to. These guys are not on my radar, you know, at all. And I'm assuming so he can't put any any other running back in and use uh, the flex spot for this, right? Like it has to be a running back. So, huh, okay, let me check one more thing here, and then I'll have an answer here for you. Okay, this one's a little rough. Um, I got to lean, I got to lean swift, and really just because he's getting more opportunities, you know, than the other than the other people in the Lions' backfield. Um, I mean, and and when I say opportunities, I'm talking about snap percentage. Um, that's the opportunity that I'm talking about. So, yeah, and even last week, like, I mean, he was th fourth in rushing. Man, um, and they're going against Arizona. Okay, no, I retract that statement. Okay, um, okay. The person that I'm going with, out of all these Boston Scott and mainly because if this turns into the type of game that the Eagles want it to turn into, it's going to be more rush and more short passing game and a lot of stuff coming out of the backfield. So we have a, that's uh yeah, got a couple other people shouting out Deandre Swift like my boy, the FF Ninja, throwing it out. Follow him on Twitter. Greg's also saying Swift. So I'm saying Boston Scott, and I, I said Swift first. And after looking at the numbers, I'm retracting, and I'm going to think about just the game at hand. So I'm literally just thinking for this week, right now. If we're talking long-term, you know, um, Swift, obviously. But if I'm talking just about picking up, picking up someone and playing right now, I'm talking about Boston Scott for this game. Would I start Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? What up, little dubs? All right, so Drew Brees, he's in my doghouse a little bit. And it is because Michael Thomas, I mean, without Michael Thomas, they looked lost. And I know, I know that Adams, he probably is not playing this week. And so it could be a little bit of the same thing. The biggest knock that I have on Breeze right now, well, I mean, amongst him being old, you know, um, he doesn't have any rapport 
with um, Sanders, I mean, that was obvious. They, they have no chemistry there, like the, just none. Um, the Raiders don't have the best defense, and they lock down like everybody. Like Traquan Smith had the best game out of everybody, and um, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers. Even if Adams doesn't play, I'm still starting Aaron Rodgers. And I think that MVS and Lazard step up enough. Aaron Rodgers actually got the tight end involved on a couple plays. Like that was actually kind of funny. He never does that. But you know who it's going to be a huge game for? Aaron Jones. And it's going to be coming through the pass game. Adams missing means that Aaron Jones is probably going to get like eight or nine targets and come down with like five to seven catches. So if Adams doesn't play, I think that they change their game plan around just a little bit. And I think it involves Aaron Jones a lot more because Adams and Jones, those are the best playmakers. And if they're smart, that's what they're going to do. They unleashed it a little bit last week. And I don't know how you go away from that. And, um, they have a tough matchup, too. I mean, we already know that. Marshawn Lattimore, like, he's going to be a tough matchup, and he's going to be on MVS more than Lazard, but he's going to take out half of the field. So I think the way that you counteract someone like Lattimore is going the opposite way and getting a lot of, you know, sweeps, a lot of uh, a lot of tosses, a lot of um, little dink and dunk plays, you know, to your running back, and then they're going to be running Lazard across the field, across the middle. So Aaron Rodgers. Would you start both Browns running backs if they did good last week, or would you bench one for Gage? I think I someone literally asked this question a little bit earlier. I would play Gage over Chubbs, especially uh, Chubb. I would play him over Chubb, um, especially if Julio doesn't play. But even if Julio does play, I feel like Gage is still the number two option right now with Julio being banged up. So whether Julio plays or doesn't play, Gage is the number two option. And I'm playing him over Chubb. Washington, their front seven and their rush D is pretty beastly. So I, I'm avoiding that if I can. Washington and Pittsburgh, those they're like neck and neck for me, you know, as far as like defenses that you want to try to avoid most with your running backs. But a guy like Hunt, I'm getting in there because they don't use Hunt the same way they use Chubb and they use Hunt in the pass game a lot. And Baker's going to be running for his life in this game. And I think his favorite target is going to be Hunt and it's going to be on a short pass right as he gets thrown to the ground. What up, Tony? Flex standard, Gage, Janu, Hines, Dobbins. Okay, right off the bat, I'm getting rid of Hines and I'm getting rid of Dobbins out of this. So it comes down to Gage and Janu. I love both of these guys this week, not going to lie. I feel like I'm going Janu. Tannehill, he was looking for him often, and I think Janu has a better shot at I mean, both both guys have a shot at a TD. So I love Gage for this week. He has a shot at a TD too. But I think Johnu has a shot at multiple TDs. The two TD game last week was not a fluke. And I feel like in the red zone, they're not even trying to bang it with Henry. So, I mean, Johnu is the number one target in the red zone for Ryan Tannehill. And I'm taking that upside and I'm rolling Johnu over Gage. But I do like both of those guys. So, great question. Flex question, full point PPR. Thanks, Greg. Malcolm Brown, Deion Lewis, Nikhil Harry. 
Nikhil Harry, lock and load him. He is one of Cam's favorite targets. It's going to be the Edelman and Harry show all game and Cam on the ground. They're not getting the tight ends involved. Um, James White isn't there. So, I mean, you know, Rex Burkhead could get a little bit of play, but they're not, they're not throwing. They're not, they're just not doing the same type of schemes that they were last year with Brady, which is very weird because Cam has literally been a dump off machine to Christian McCaffrey, you know, the last couple years. So, I mean, it's really weird that they haven't been doing dump offs, but they must believe in Cam more than they believe in any other running back. And uh, I, I'm just, um, yeah, I, I'm going Harry with the volume. Malcolm Brown, he's got a broken pinky. Um, we talked about it earlier. I, I think that if Brown plays, which I think he has a good shot to play, I feel like Henderson's still the starter, still going to out-touch him, still going to out-snap him. And third down, your third down back, you're telling me that Malcolm Brown is going to be blocking 200-pound, 300-pound monsters while he's got a broken pinky? He's going to re-break that shit, you know? So, I mean, I don't think Malcolm Brown is going to be the play, and I don't think Deion Lewis is going to be the play either. Uh, just Jones doesn't dump it off. Like we, uh, He has yet to prove to me that he's a guy who's going to be dumping it off to the wide receivers, and I don't think Deion Lewis is the running back that's going to be used more. I think it's going to be Wayne Gallman. I think a lot of pick, people picked up Freeman and are going to be feeling stupid when Freeman gets like the third, you know, most snaps out of their running backs. So I'm going to kill Harry and I'm doing it with confidence. Hey, no worries, Ninja. Better late than never, brother. All right. What up, Cliff? Which tight end? Ingram versus San Fran, Schultz versus Seattle, and Reed versus the Giants. Okay, so let me give you my thoughts here. Sorry, something flew in my eye. <laughs> All right, so Evan Ingram versus San Fran. Now, San Fran's got decent uh, linebackers. That's really one of the only position that they didn't you know lose a bunch of players at so i'm pumping the brakes a tiny little bit on evan ingram i just think it's more of a slay and uh, more of a tate game or slayton game and more of a tate game than ingram i think he's going to be third in that pecking order but he does have a good shot for volume i mean that is one thing at least a lot of targets um now schultz i'm pumping the brakes on him a tiny little bit if you have you know really good options to go up against him. I mean, he was Dak's favorite target last week, but just like Ingram, Seattle has one of the best linebacker cores in the league. So I, I'm pumping the brakes a tiny little bit. Now I'm pumping the brakes on everybody on the, uh, the Niners, except for Reed and except for McKinnon. I feel like that is the entire offense of uh, San Fran this week. I wish that the Giants didn't have, you know, as many injuries as they did because this game is probably going to be a low-scoring game. It's They're probably going to – I see Daniel Jones airing it out just because they can't lean on the run game. I know San Fran, their whole game is built on leaning on the run. So I think it is a big game for McKinnon. They're going to get Wilson involved. I think they're going to be doing a lot of jet sweeps and things like that. So I'm talking myself into who I would play if I was you and – for me, it comes down between Ingram and Reed. Now, last week, Reed, both of his tight ends were from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I believe one of the tight end, one of the 
One of the touchdowns came because of a huge run because of Mostert, and another one came from a huge run because of McKinnon. That's how Jordan Reed got in position to uh, get those touchdowns. I am rolling Ingram. I'm rolling Ingram if I need the volume play just because I feel like he's going to be more of the volume guy. Now, if if I'm a little bit – like Reed is a guy who can get you like two catches for two touchdowns, you know? So that's the guy. I feel like he has the higher TD upside for sure of the two. I, I just feel his volume is not going to be there. So, I mean, I like Ingram's floor, but I like Reed's ceiling. And so I'm still rolling Ingram, but I'm rolling slightly. Hey, what's up, Uncle Mac? And hey, Robert. All right, so we're talking about your running backs. Yeah, we got. Uh, I, I'm going Boston Scott for this week. Um, when you're when you lose Christian McCaffrey and you're and you don't have a lot of options here on the waiver wire, you're going to be playing a week to week game on the waiver wire. And I think you have to go for someone who's going to give you the best shot to win this week. And I think. It comes down to Boston Scott and Latavius Murray, and I think I'm going Boston Scott just because Boston Scott gets work in the pass game. And I think the Eagles' recipe for success this week is going to be a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of getting the running backs involved and getting a lot of short passes involved. So, Robert, my answer to you is I'm going Boston Scott for this week. And uh, back to your question, Uncle Max. There's a couple people saying uh, saying no to what I was saying um, because uh, Swift has been getting more involved every week, but he hasn't. Go look at his numbers last week. Like he's getting more involved in the snaps, but he's not getting more involved in the touches. And I'm already out on um, everybody on the Lions this week. I mean, not a hundred percent out, but especially that backfield, Arizona. They are a force to be reckoned with. That's what I will tell you. All right, what up from YouTube? Thanks for thanks for joining. Make sure you like and subscribe. Do it right now. All right, Matt Ryan or Cam, rest of season. Okay, so when you guys give me questions like this, do me a little favor. Give me a little bit of context into what you mean by rest of season. Is this because you're going to be trading someone? Is this uh, because you are um, going to pick someone up and drop someone or, you know, things like that? All those things make a difference. Um Answering this in a vacuum, my answer is Ryan. He's going to be slinging the ball a lot more. Cam is going to do great, and he's a dual threat. But, I mean, it, it's really hard to think that Matt Ryan is not going to be a top five QB this year, if not a top three QB this year. Even with Julio Jones out, he's got Gage, and he's got Ridley, and those guys are ballers, and he likes all of them. So if you want to give some context into what you mean by rest of the season for, like, trading purposes or adding someone and dropping someone – but um, Matt Ryan, that's who I'm taking. No problem, Michael, and thanks for listening. Thanks, Robert, for listening. And go check out their show. Um, Mac and uh, with Little Mac, Little Dubs, and Uncle Mac on Apple Podcasts. That's where I follow them. Yep, Cliff. Um, yeah, talking about that question. Yeah, he uh, Swift does have the most upside for the season. Um I, I'm telling him mainly it's a week-by-week week, uh, grind right now. So that was the main reason for uh, for that. 
There you go, Ninja. Yep, we know Scott's limited, but everyone's been kind of limited. So that was kind of my uh, my point behind that. Here we go. Another question. Flex Tyler Boyd or J.K. Dobbins? I'm pumping the brakes a tiny little bit on J.K. Dobbins. He, uh, he didn't get that much work last week, and he's someone who's got to find his way. Tyler Boyd's found his way. I think this week is going to be a huge week for Boyd and Sample. So those are guys who, who Sample is one of my starts of the week for tight ends, and Boyd is one of my flex consideration wide receivers of the week. So I, I'm rolling Boyd out of these two guys. All right. Quick break in the action here. Thanks, guys. Got to take a little 420 break. Get a little bit of water so I don't lose my voice talking to all you guys. And, uh, hey, thanks for make this making this the longest live stream yet. So last week we lasted two hours. And uh, this week we're up to two hours and 15 minutes. And I think a little bit has to do with the giveaway that I was doing. Chris, Chris, if you're on, you won the giveaway, my man. So it's for, it's for my IDP Life shirt. And the first in the series is fuck team defense. You know how I roll. So, um, yeah, make sure you go um, go enter. It's all about following me. Go look at the link tree link. That's how you can get to all my social media really quick. The Patreon supporters. I'm giving you guys triple, triple entries. So if you sign up as a $1 supporter, you're going to get 15 entries into the giveaway that's happening next week. What are you going to do with that dollar? Honestly, come on, support the fantasy football hustler, support this mission that I got going. I've been doing this free for so long that $1 isn't making or breaking anything. But as you guys know, this is, this is all I do right now. So I'm full-time fantasy football and that's it, whether I'm getting paid or not. So spend that dollar with me. You're going to waste that dollar on something else. Just go sign up. It's patreon.com slash FFHustler420. Go sign up. Alfie, tell him, bro. Tell him. Alfie was a follower of mine on Twitter. Because we were doing so much IDP stuff there. <coughs> Glad he found me. That's how I broke into all this fantasy stuff um, through the IDP when I got into content creation. A lot of people in this industry know my name, especially Matthew Barry. I met Matthew Barry a year ago. He's given me shout outs before on the, um, his, uh, his show a couple years ago. And um, yeah, man, we're doing this shit. And I know a lot of people hate on Matthew Barry. That's my boy, man. You can't hate on him. He, he, uh, he's more of an entertainment guy. I'm 35, so I mean, I get his old man humor sometime. And uh, you know, they are kind of goofy and a little bit squarish for me. But uh, you know, got to keep it real, man. He's uh, shared my stuff before. He's liked my comments. He's liked my posts, things like that. So got to give a shout out to Matthew Barry. Definitely one of the inspirations for getting me into this.
All right. Let's get back into it. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Is that Johnny Cage? <laughs> All right. So we got Russell Gage, Deontay Johnson, Swift, Singletary, McKinnon, full point PPR. Okay. Right off the bat, getting rid of Swift. He's out of there for me. Um, let's see. Next guy. I like to play the game of elimination first. Um, you know, get rid of the guys who I'm just absolutely out on when it comes to the options. Um, Singletary. Really, Singletary and McKinnon, I'll eliminate those guys from this, especially because it's a full point PPR. They sh they're probably going to lean on Singletary a little bit, you know, because uh, Moss is out. But how much? I mean, Josh Allen, they, they've had a pass-first offense, and he's been balling, and he has not disappointed. I just feel like I'm thinking about highest upside for you here. So um, Singletary's out. McKinnon. Now, I do like his upside going up against the Giants. It's just one of those things like, I mean, you got fucking Nick Mullins. So, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to sell out for the run a lot. So out of these other guys that you got who I think are higher upside plays, McKinnon pushed to the side. So the running backs in this consideration for me are out of there. Comes to Gage or Deontay Johnson. Now, both of these guys, I like this week. Both of these guys were on my starts video of the week. If you haven't watched it, go watch it on YouTube or everywhere, but go watch it on YouTube just because I need the support there. Go follow me right now. Fantasy Football Hustler. Get on it. Do it right now. Gage and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was one of my wide receiver starts of the week, and Gage is one of my flex considerations starts of the week. Gage, right now, or Deontay Johnson, right now, is a must start. He's a must start. He's um, Juju is going to be covered by Roby. Deontay Johnson should be in your lineup. I love both of these guys this week, but you have to go Deontay Johnson. He is going to be the target leader this week, and he's already the target leader on the season. So get him in your lineup. Please do. There you go. When we were talking about all those, uh, all those tight ends. And, yep, this week. The Philly tight ends are going to be huge. I think it's a big bounce back game for them. What up, Greg? Thanks for sticking with us for so long. Love it. Season long bench question. Who would you rather stash season long redraft? Benny Snell, Deion Lewis, James Conner is the most injury prone running back in the league. Yeah, I. Uh, if we're just talking about long-term stash, I'd rather have Benny Snell over Deion Lewis. Um, I said it earlier, Daniel Jones – He's, he's not proven to be a guy who likes dumping off to the running backs. I, I mean, it's not like he was dumping off too much to Saquon, you know, to start the season. Deion Lewis is already getting a little older. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Benny Snell, and I know this isn't Dynasty, so older doesn't matter. But Benny Snell definitely has more in the tank, and we, we've seen him do it before. We've already seen him do it this year. I would just take the Connor insurance and go with Snell, especially if this is just like last spot on your bench, you know, guy you need to stash. Do I consider 21 young? Eh. I mean, compared to me, I'm 34. Um, do I consider it young? I, 
maybe, maybe not. Uh, my wife's 26, so she keeps me a little younger. And uh, she always asks people how old I look. And uh, when I shave off, you know, some of the gray hairs and stuff, they say I look like I'm in my 20s. So I guess it depends on what you mean young. When it comes to music, if you listen to older music or if you listen to just newer music, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I was a, I was a 90s kid. So if you're into like anything in the 90s and you're 21, I automatically have like more respect for you, whether that's like music, pop culture, doesn't matter. The 90s uh, is the coolest part of the last uh, 30 years for sure. What up, Alfie? Would you risk starting Kenny Galladay this week? I have OBJ, Thielen, Lockett, and David Johnson at my flex. Okay, so Galladay is a risk, and I've been talking about that a lot on how he how he is a little bit of a risk, and I would start him over David Johnson. I'd take the upside for him over David Johnson. I I, I don't see any running back running over the Steelers. Like, I really don't. Like, Melvin Gordon's biggest play last week was, like, a 10-yard run. I, I mean, I think that was his biggest play. And I don't even know how many other plays that he had coming close to 10 yards besides that touchdown where it was, like, a perfect pass that just, like, dropped in the bucket. He, like, laid out for it. Like, you know, kind of fluky. So, one of those things that I don't want to start anybody against the Steelers right now. And I hate pumping up the Steelers because I got a couple friends who talk, you know, too much shit to me about the Steelers. Zach, if you're watching, fuck you and your Steelers. Okay, Brian, fuck you and your Steelers, buddy. Okay. <laughs> they like to give me shit because I'm an ex-Charger fan. But right now I'm not loyal to any team because since the Chargers left San Diego, I don't mess with them. So, Alfie, to answer your question, I would go Galladay. I would uh, I would risk it. You know, no risk it, no biscuit. Got to roll those dice. And I feel like Dave, David Johnson, he's a bad dice roll this week. He's a very low floor play, you know, at best. I'd rather take the shot on Galladay and just hope that, that Stafford just gets him like five receptions, you know, for even if he gets his crazy, you know, three receptions for 80 something yards, I think everybody would be happy with that. Um, David Johnson would probably have to work very hard for those same amount of points. And uh, unless you play in a league where you get like points per rush. Um, yeah. I'm pumping the brakes on Johnson. All right. We got no questions in right now. I see there's still a handful of people in here. No questions in right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and treat myself to a bowl for being on this live stream for whoo, almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Telling you, man, this is my, this is my full-time job. I appreciate everybody who's supporting me right now, you know, and uh, support doesn't just mean by Patreon, literally by liking my posts, by showing up on the live stream, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I appreciate that kind of support. I appreciate the shout outs. I see when people shout me out in different groups or on Twitter. Um, I love it. I love it. I love the support. Help me build this brand. My name's Alex, but I go by the fantasy football hustler. You used to be hustling a lot of things in the past. For my friends that know me, you know what I used to hustle. It's all about that greenery. But uh, now I'm a father. I'm a husband. 
Now I'm hustling fantasy football advice, not doing things to get me into trouble, you know, like the past. But uh, that's why you see things like these, you know, from my past 10 years ago and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate you mentioning my name with a lot of these other fantasy football people who've been out there. I mean, I was tagged in a post where people were tagging me and the fantasy footballers in a post and fucking Mike Wright, <laughs> Andrew Holloway. Like, man, that, that shit makes me uh, feel awesome when you guys do that kind of stuff. So Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, go follow me there and you're going to get entries into the fuck team defense shirt. We're going to be giving away one shirt over the next two live stream Saturdays. And here we go. Oops. Wait. Sorry, missed this one. Is Kittle out for the season? No. He's not out for the season. I think uh, the way that they were making it seem this week is uh, that he could potentially play this week. So <coughs> he's not out for the season. They would have put him on IR at least because now this year because of COVID, they lowered the IR minimum to only three games as to where – in the past, you put someone on IR, that's for eight weeks or six weeks, whatever it was. I think it was eight weeks. So, no, they haven't even put him on IR. Um, I, I think he was limited in practice um, this week. Kittle is not out for the year, but Jordan Reed is a decent um, tight end start. What up, Joseph from YouTube? Thanks. Make sure you subscribe. Appreciate the comment, bro. Pick one, A.J. Green, Corey Davis, or risk it with Golden Tate. Okay. Out of these three guys, A.J. Green is out. He's going to have Darius Slay on him for a good amount of the good amount of the game, if not the whole game. So I'm out on A.J. Green this week. He's one of my sits of the week. If you didn't check out that video, make sure you go check it out on YouTube or on Facebook. But I gave all my starts and sits of the week. It was a long video this week, 25 minutes, because I gave um, – my starts, my flex consideration at every position. I even threw in team defense there just because I'm a man of the people and people have been asking me questions. So even though I'm all about that IDP life and that fuck team defense life, I still got love for everybody and I'll still answer questions. So Corey Davis or Golden Tate? I think I'm rolling the upside of Golden Tate mainly because I think Golden Tate has a better shot at uh, a TD than Corey Davis does. I know, I, I know I'm pretty sure Davis got a TD last week. Can correct me if I'm wrong, but Johnu is the preferred target in the red zone and in the end zone. And uh, uh, Corey Davis, he just makes me nervous. And I feel like it's a big Tate Slayton and Ingram game this week. So I feel like those are the three guys that they're going to have to lean on in the past game and spreading the ball. 
So I really think Golden Tate's the play out of these guys. And uh, make sure you subscribe. Don't for, don't forget to do it. Click it. Make sure you like the video. Click it. Help me get my YouTube uh, my YouTube shit going. I think I brought it up earlier. I was helping out a bunch of other people, you know, with their YouTubes and shit during the off season. And um, I fucked up because I should have been just promoting myself the whole time. But uh, I was promoting, literally promoting someone else's YouTube channel for like four months, maybe five months. And uh, that's why I have no followers on YouTube. I think I, I think I only got like 30 something on there. So help me get over that hundred, you know, mark barrier. Got to keep growing. I got to, even if you don't watch on YouTube, it doesn't matter. Just go give me the subscribe, the subscribe, go hit the subscribe button, search fantasy football hustler. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Hey, Denise, my league has to start a kicker. Do you get kicker questions or are kickers irrelevant in most leagues? <laughs> okay. So for those who know me, DJ, <laughs> I know your dad. He, he loves my take on the kickers. I hate kickers. I lobby to get rid of kickers in every single league. <laughs> I hate them. Like DraftKings. You, they got rid of the kicker. I mean, we're gambling on all this. This is all guessing, and this is all gambling. Even though we play, even though we pay at the beginning of the season, you know. And I'm not gambling on kickers, so I will answer kicker questions, but I do zero research on them at all. Zero negative research. But if you ever ask a kicker question, I will answer it. Uh, I I always base it off the matchup. I mean, really, that, that's really all that you can do is kind of base things like that off of the matchup. I'm in one league out of 19 that has a kicker. I fucking hate it. Like, uh, these guys, and, the, and these guys are hometown league. <laughs> this is our Point Loma San Diego league. All these fuckers that went to Point Loma High School that I've known my whole life. And uh, I hate having kickers. I didn't draft a kicker. I do my best to drop a kicker every single week and pick up, you know, some kind of free agent to get on my bench. And then what I do is if I have to play the kicker, I, I go pick one up and I figure out who to drop. And sometimes it's tough on figuring out who to drop, but I like playing the drop and pick up kicker game. So this league kind of sucks because it has a max amount of picks that you can do that you can use on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll answer your kicker questions, but, um, I'm going. I'm gonna take David's advice and uh, do fuck kickers. Yeah, cause I'm all about that life. I'm all about fuck kickers, and uh, I know there's way more people that hate kickers than hate team defense. So, David, I'm 100%. I will make this shirt this season. 100%. Jamison Crowder worth the stash. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how deep your bench is. But uh, I, I don't think he is. I mean, we saw how much volume he could get. But I don't know. He's he's going to be banged up. He's always banged up. It's just one of those things to where I'm probably not stashing him. It depends on how deep the league is. That's really what it comes down to. 10 or 12-man leagues, probably not. I, I think that there's too much out there to where my, my, my bench is pretty deep in my 10 and 12 man leagues. I mean, 10 man leagues for sure. But the 12 man leagues, I got some pretty deep benches and, you know, only five or six, like, you know, spots. So I don't mean deep that way. I mean like deep, like solid free agents that I picked up that I would not want Crowder over. So maybe a 14 or 16 man league, you know, for sure. But 12 man leagues, not fucking with them. 
Butker is the best one. Butker is the best kicker. And uh, he's someone that I'll never have because uh, he's drafted and he's probably drafted by someone who doesn't want to play the kicker game. But I'm all about that fuck kicker's life. And, um, yeah, got to uh, got to get rid of kickers in every league. Top five defenses to start this week. Okay, let me get to my let me get to my document real quick. So I, I'll give you my top four because that's what I that's what I put in my starting sits. Well, and actually, you're okay. Wait, okay, you're saying top defenses to start this week. Okay, I'm, I'll give you the top defenses that I think. Um, hmm, let me see here. I'm gonna give you. The top four defenses, I got to go look and see. So what I – my kind of like my streamer-ish defenses to start because um, I, I give my starts based on people that shouldn't be 100% starts in the league because, I mean, you're Steelers. I mean, you're never sitting those guys. You know, there's certain teams you're never going to sit no matter what. So, yeah, I, you guys know who the top – if you have a top defense, you're, you're playing those guys. So I'm not even going to give you – top defenses of the the week. I'm going to give you guys who could potentially be picked up and started. Starts off with Washington versus Cleveland. Uh, I'm only in, I I think, like two leagues um, that that have a team defense, maybe only one. And uh, I picked up Washington this week to play against Cleveland. And then we got the Colts versus the Jets. They're the highest priced defense on DraftKings this week. And uh, for good reason, (laughs) Jets, I mean, who the hell are they rolling out there? I mean, guys like Braxton Berrios, Chris Hogan. I mean, it's not going to be a good game for the Jets. Um, Chargers versus Carolina. So I think Carolina players, you know, like Mike Davis or decent flex plays, you know, and um, Dave um, Moore, I mean, you know, he's going to be a decent play, even though he's going up against tough corners, but you can start the Chargers. And then Arizona versus Detroit. So um, I really – Arizona, their defense is balling. Like, they got playmakers all over the place. Arizona is another team that I think you can pick up and start in a pinch. Thielen or C.D. Lamb, five-point PPR. Thanks for your question, bro. So let's go to the matchup. So um, Dallas is going up against the Seahawks. And who the hell are the Vikings going up against again? The Titans. Okay. So Titans secondary is a little bit banged up. Um, so that's that's like one plus for uh, Thielen. Now one plus for Lamb is Seattle could be banged up or not, and uh, they're giving up a lot of points to the wide receivers. And uh, it is because their offense is killing it, and they're putting up, you know, a lot of points and scoring fast. So, you know, good pace of play. Um, I think I'm going Thielen here, and I'm thinking I'm going slightly. Um, I think I'm going slightly Thielen. I, I like C.D. Lamb, and he's one of my flex considerations of the week for sure. I, it, it's just a gut feeling that is telling me go Thielen this week. I, I feel like there's there had to be a lot of preparing and a lot of things you know going different going into this game compared to last week because last week the Vikings looked like complete dog shit compared to the um, the Colts. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Thielen has a little bit of a bounce back this week. Yeah, 
I mean, they can't do much but bounce back, you know, right now. Like, fuck, Kirk Cousins, man, he was one of my, uh, my like, uh, my streamer guys, you know, or two QB guys that you can start last week. I fucking did start him last week in a two QB league. And uh, I was initially going to start Tyrod. Uh, I had Tyrod Taylor and Kirk Cousins were my second uh, QB in this league. And I had Tyrod in the starting lineup and shit. The news broke about him, about Herbert being the starter. I picked up Herbert right away, but I felt nervous starting Herbert over Cousins who just balled out in week one. Um, but yeah, I should have started Herbert last week. I might've caught a dub, but, uh, Herbert, I mean, um, fucking cousins getting negative points last week. <laughs> he can't do anything but go up. I mean, <laughs> Ninja, you scored zero points in fantasy last week Me, uh, as a fantasy quarterback last week. Me, I scored the same amount of points as you. I scored zero points as a fantasy football quarterback last week. Kirk Cousins scored negative 1.8 points or something like that. <laughs> in one of the leagues I play in, he scored like negative 15 points. We're talking about you and I could have been in someone's starting lineup as a pencil in, and we would have did better than Kirk Cousins. Like, isn't that some shit? <laughs> nice. Glad we're, glad we're seeing eye to eye. Dang it. Sorry if I'm cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on. Washington D or the Colts D. Okay, so Washington's going up against the Browns, and the Colts are going up against the Jets. What this comes down to, comes down to giving up points for me, and it comes down to getting sacks and uh, turnovers. I mean, obviously, and, you know, but those are like the three points that I'm going to try to think of, you know, when I'm talking about like checking the boxes, you know, on people. And I think that the Colts, they may shut out the Jets. I, who's at home? Colts are at home. The Colts may shut out the Jets, you know. So, I mean, that's one one check for the Colts. I don't think that Washington shuts out the Cleveland Browns, but I do think they shut them down. So, now the sacks. Washington, that Washington gets a check for that mark for me. I think Indy has more of an upside when it comes to getting interceptions, though. Um, so I think I would lean the Colts very slightly. I love both of these matchups this week, but I think I would lean the Colts very slightly. And mainly it's because if you get a shutout out of your defense, I mean you are already looking, you're already looking pretty. All right. What's up, Joseph? Which Green Bay wide receiver do you think gets the most love with Adams out? Perfect question. I've uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier because uh <coughs> sorry. Because Jacksonville, you know, they literally just shit the bed because of Chark going out, you know, he was a game time well, not a game time decision, but I mean they didn't announce it till Thursday that he wasn't playing. So they were kind of game planning around him the entire time. I think Packers have the advantage. Adams didn't, you know, practice all week. So I think the person who gets more love is Lazard and really Aaron Jones. I, I talked about that earlier. I think Aaron Jones is going to be the person who really, really gets the most love out of uh, Green Bay. 
if Adam sits. I think they're going to just lean on him a little bit more. And I think he could easily have eight to ten targets with, you know, five to seven receptions. But when it comes to those wide receivers, I'm leaning Lazard because <coughs> he gets a little bit more. He gets slot play. MVS doesn't really get the slot play. And MVS is probably going to be on Lattimore. For, I mean, Lattimore on MVS for a lot of the game. So that's the reason why I'm going to lean Lazard of the two, just knowing that Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on going to be on MVS for more of the game. Greg doesn't agree. Greg says MVS. So um, throw in the comments why you think MVS is better than Lazard, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw everyone's takes out there because it's not just about my take. I mean, I'm building a community where I want to give people p- the platform to you know speak and give advice. And if you're not in the fantasy football advice group, experts, gurus, and beginners, go get into it. Go click on the Linktree link. Um, it's in there. It's on Facebook though. 12 and a half thousand members. Like you want to get some questions answered, get in that group and throw out some questions. You'll get so many people bumping uh, different perspectives off of you. You're going to love it. Redskins have given up the 12 most points to wide receivers and yep, meant the football team. <laughs> and uh, so Points to wide receivers don't necessarily equate to, you know, I mean, that doesn't equate to a bad defense necessarily. I mean, that just means that you can't run on them. I mean, that's one of those things because if you look at the opposite end of the spectrum, you can't run for shit on Washington. Like the only thing you can do is pass. So that's why that number is there, at least in my mind, you know, when I think about how the first couple games have gone. And Ninja agrees with me. Likes the Colts over Washington. Top defense this week for sure. Yep, and if uh, Green Bay wants to win, MVS does does have to show up. I don't think MVS gets shut out, but I think you need a big game out of MVS, Lazard, and Jones. But... We also say you need a big game. I mean, Raiders, they handled the Saints pretty easily last week. So the Saints are not clicking. And let me go double check, but Green Bay is at home, aren't they? Nope. Okay. Well, they are in uh, They are in Louisiana. So, um, you know, that, that might work in the Saints' favor, favor. And, you know, maybe the Saints, I, I mean, classic trap game going up against the Raiders and you got the Packers on your schedule the next week when the Packers have been balling. It is a classic trap game, you know, for sure. Maybe they just caught the Saints off guard, but um, I don't know. I I think Green Bay, I I think they run away with this one. I think Rodgers still puts in work. Yep, if he catches four catches and 60-plus yards, that can help them to victory. So I I think Lazard breaks that number easily. That, that's what I think. I just think that Lazard has the higher upside of the two. I mean, a lot comes down to Lattimore and who's on him, but uh, that, that's why I think Lazard, just because I think Lattimore is going to be covering MVS a little bit more. But easily both guys can go over four receptions and 60 yards and, you know, out of your flex play, that's decent. I just – I'm leaning Lazard. Yeah, see, there we go, Greg. Okay, see, MVS, he gets the deeper shots. Yep, and uh, Lazard, safe floor, more boomer bust. So, I mean, that's kind of why I'm leaning with uh, with Lazard. 
<laughs> there we go. Yep. And MVS has to stop with the drops. I mean, you know that Aaron Rodgers does not like it when you drop his balls. I mean, no quarterbacks do, but it's almost like he doesn't make you his first look, you know, anymore after you drop a ball or two. Yep. Let me see. Who's, uh, Who's the starting tight end for Green Bay? He's never really relevant. But uh, oh, Sternberger. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. No. Hold on. Hold on. Because Mercedes Lewis. I didn't even know this dude was in the. I didn't even know that Mercedes Lewis was still in the NFL. And he, he, had, one, he had one reception for four yards and Jay Sternberger didn't have shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And uh, so, yeah, Robert uh, Robert Toyon. That's their other. That's their other tight end. Two receptions for twenty five yards. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're never gonna be. Uh, I, I'm never. I, I bought in when Jimmy Graham went there. I mean, I I didn't you know overpay for him, but who the hell is the last tight end? Uh, Jermichael Finley or something like that. I mean, like I. And even then, still wasn't that relevant. Waller changed that whole game against the Saints. Dude can't be stopped, plus Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. We'll see. Greg, Packers use their tight ends and running backs out of the backfield in the passing game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see. I, I was just talking about the tight ends. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. Here's the other tight end. So, yeah, I... I mean, I guess Sternberger was the name for Dynasty and because for redraft, I don't even pay attention to the, the Green Bay tight ends. And uh, But Tanya, okay, thanks. All right, so Tanya, and maybe you can tell me if I'm, th I'm getting this one wrong. Deguara, Deguara, which one is it? But um, I, I didn't even know Mercedes Lewis was still in the league, and he got a reception. I I just thought that uh, Sternberger was the uh, the main tight end there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, news to me. All right, so I got no questions up right now. Okay, cool, Deguara, perfect. I hate when I pronounce names wrong because uh, <laughs> I, I, in my head it seems right, but uh, yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for letting me know. I tried not to make as mistakes on pronouncing the people's names as I can because uh, it's super annoying. I love giving people shit when they just pronounce people's names wrong. Unless you're doing it on purpose, it's one of those things that's kind of just annoying for me. Okay, no questions up right now. So you know what that means. It's going to be uh, some 420 time. But uh, hey, how about anybody watching baseball right now? I'm a huge San Diego Padres fan. And um, Padres haven't made the uh, playoffs since 2006. And uh, I, went to the, I went to the game versus uh, one of the games versus St. Louis. And, um, man, they fucked up. St. Louis won the championship. Uh, that year and um, Padres coaching, they lost that entire series. If anybody remembers that series or is from San Diego, they are dumbasses because they didn't change up the rotation when it was smacking them in the face on who should have been the ace. And uh, this year, Ninja, hey, right here, buddy.
right here. I'm going to make you kiss this ring right here. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> and you know why? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Just giving you some shit. Ooh, Yankees guy. Ooh. Yankees and the Dodgers. We got beef. Always Yankees and the Dodgers. We got beef. But uh, no, at least. Uh, yo, hey, what up, Chris? You won the shirt. You won the giveaway. One of the first three. Thanks for joining, bro. So I'm going to hit you up on uh, Facebook a little later. But, dude, you won it. Nice. I've been waiting for you to show up. Thanks for joining. So, yeah, you got the uh, my IDP fuck team defense shirt. Got it in black and white. And uh, so I'll hit you up and I'll get your address and everything and get that shipped out to you um, this week for sure. But yeah, dude, congratulations. Thanks for signing up on Patreon. And bam, you ended up getting the swag. Hell yeah, bro. I announced it like two hours ago. I didn't know if you were on the live stream or not. But um, we've had over 200 entries in here. I know you had a bunch because you signed up a bunch of places. You followed me on YouTube and Patreon. So you got a bunch of entries in here. And bam, your name came up, bro. So, yeah, you get the fuck team defense shirt. Got them in uh, black and white. I'll hit you up what sizes I got left. A lot of the smaller ones went soon. So um, I got... Uh, I, I, got, I got a few options for you here. But, yeah, dude, thanks for supporting, man. You've been one of the day ones this year. So, yeah, really appreciate the support. Hell, yeah. I'm stoked to give it away. This is the first giveaway I've ever done on social media. So feels pretty good. And, um, you know, I... There's so many nice people, you know, in here, but Chris, you've been awesome. And uh, one of the people who pretty much signed up on Patreon as soon as I threw it out there that I started one. So yeah, man, really appreciate the support and for following me everywhere. That's what got you all those extra entries. And uh, that's why your name got pulled out of the random generator, my man. All right. Well, Ninja, back to you. <laughs> so the Padres. The main reason Padres have made a bunch of, right here, buddy. Right after the first round, you're going to be kissing this right here. Okay. I'm going to make you do it. I don't even know who they play yet or if that's been uh, finalized yet. I haven't even been watching that much, to be honest, other than the highlights. Social media got me spoiled, and um, fantasy football, man, it's been my life, so it's tough to watch some of the games. I even turned the game off last night when they hit the three-run three bomb in the walk-off fashion. But uh, you know who it is? It's Fernando Tatis, man. I saw him play for the first time last year, and um, – He's young star, 20-year-old last year. Who It was the White Sox. They fucked up, man. You wanted James Shields that bad, and you gave us Tatis, the best fucking player in the MLB in 2020? We'll take it. Man, I've never been this excited for a Padre team ever. Not even in 98 when they went to the World Series because we were playing your bitch-ass Yankees, and that was one of the best teams of all time. So fuck you. But Tony Gwynn still dropped a bomb on your ass, and that's something that will live on in infamy in my life. <laughs> but uh, Tatis, if you don't know who Fernando Tatis is right now, we still got a bunch of people on the live stream right now. So thanks for sticking with me. We're at three fucking hours going on right now, and there's been questions this whole time. 
We're gonna. I'm gonna stay on here as long as people are on here asking me questions. I don't give a fuck how long it takes. So, Fernando Tatis. I, I switched it over to baseball really quick. So, Fernando Tatis. If you don't know who this guy is, go search him on YouTube. Go look at his highlights. 21-year-old phenom, five-tool player. Like last year, I don't, I don't know how old some people are who are in this live stream, but if you remember Rafael Furcal, that was one of my favorite players back in the day, and it was because he had a rocket of an arm. He could hit for power. He could hit for average. I mean, just defense out the wazoo, and uh, he, he that's who he reminded me of, and – he surpassed him in my mind. He's my favorite player right now. And, okay, Ninja, yeah. I mean, for fantasy baseball purposes, who did better this year? Like, yeah, he's he's all right. He's all right. But uh, I, I'm fucking with Tatis, 21-year-old phenom playing shortstop in on every play. And the one thing that Judge doesn't do that Tatis does, Tatis rallies the fucking troops. Watch – how much energy he brings to the team. That makes a difference more than anything. He's the spark. He is the spark plug in that offense. There's a reason why they have him in the one spot when he could be batting in the three hole. It's because he gets that team going. He goes sliding in head first onto a double, you know, when uh, it should have just been a single. He's making the amazing plays at shortstop. Hey, fuck Aaron Judge, man. Tatis all day, bro. David, this uh, Padres have had the worst luck. Um, they they just really have as far as when they got to the as far as when they got to the um, the World Series. Like literally played two of the best teams of all time. The only two times that they made it. So yeah, man, San Diego Padre fan for life. They're not leaving San Diego like the Chargers did. Fuck the Chargers. That's why I don't roll with you anymore. But, uh, yeah, Padres all day, even though sometimes it hurts. <laughs> oh, his bat does it for him? Is that all the strikeouts that he's got going for him? How about all the time that he's missed? Tatis did miss a lot of time last year, so I guess same. Chris, still taking questions. Time for a quick 420 break, and uh, I'm going to get into your question next. And thanks for joining, man. Three-hour uh, three live stream, and you came on just to find out that you were the winner of the day. How fucking awesome is that? I'm glad that you showed up, and I'm glad that you got to be the first one. I'm giving away one shirt or two shirts over the next two weeks. So next live stream, we're giving away another shirt. And um, two weeks, we're giving one more shirt. Give the shout-out really quick. It's for my fuck team defense shirt. Rocking that IDP life. And I got them in white or black, and I'll get it shipped to you. The way you enter, go follow me on Facebook and Twitter and go look at the pinned post. A lot of it's following me on social media. That's the way that you get more entries. And if you go sign up on Patreon, you're getting triple the entries from here on out. So you can sign up for Patreon as low as $1, and you're going to get 15 entries. You only get three entries for following me on various platforms. So signing up on Patreon for $1 gets you 15 entries. And what are you going to do with that dollar anyways? Like, Chris, 
besides winning the the giveaway, let them know what you like, you know, out of uh, following me so far. You've been following me on Patreon for 10 days. Give a little shout out really quick. Um, I'd appreciate it. And tell people in a quick sentence or two why you like following me on Patreon. I'm going to switch back to you really quick, Chris. Yeah, David, love Petco. <coughs> when you were here in 04, <coughs> crazy story about the Padres in 2004. I was on a podcast earlier this week, and I got to tell the story. I'm going to give a quick baseball story before I hop back into football and take Chris's question. <coughs> I graduated in 2004. And I went to Mission Bay High School in San Diego. <clears throat> I graduated with Arian Foster. He was in my class. I had him in English class, <laughs> in uh, our uh, English class, Dr. Campbell. And uh, so, yeah, I knew Arian Foster in high school. And then Matt Bush, number one overall draft pick for the San Diego Padres in 2004. It was uh, pretty crazy knowing the number one draft pick in the MLB and just seeing like how crazy the hype was, but uh, it, it's nuts. Um, I don't want to go into uh, the whole story, kind of a rags to riches story from him because he's probably one of the biggest busts in Padre history, but that's my boy. So I'm not going to talk shit about him, but if you want to see a crazy story, go look up Matt Bush on the internet. Um, Crazy rags to riches story. He ended up getting cut from the Padres and everything and had a little bit of a mental breakdown. But he got back, got back on top. He ended up getting picked up by the Texans. Um, the Texans, the uh, – um, the um, why am I blanking on it? The freaking uh, – the Texas Rangers <laughs> ended up getting picked back up by the Texas Rangers and ended up being their closer for a little bit of time. So, yeah, shout out to Matt Bush. I know you're not watching this, but uh, still got love for you, bro. Oh, and here goes Chris. Well worth the dollar. My man's always there when you need answers. Almost everyday updates on what happened, what's happening in NFL fantasy-wise. I'm new to fantasy, and he's helped me out a lot. 2-0 and in three leagues. Let's get it, baby. He's been asking me questions ever since week one, and um, I'm here to help, bro. Let's get those championships. So here's another question. Metcalf, Juju, or John Brown? Okay, well, first off, great options here. Really, really great options. So let's, uh, let's go to the matchups really quick can burn a little time doing that. So Metcalf, he's going up against the Cowboys. That's a plus matchup for sure. I mean, he, he torched Richard. He torched uh, Gilmore last week. Ste Stefan Gilmore torched him. And he wasn't, man, do you see Metcalf, Punk, and Gilmore? They were going back and forth, and it was getting real chippy. And Metcalf, like, man, he's a full-grown man. Like, I know he's only been in the league for two years, but Gilmore forgot, like, how much of a monster like that guy is. And then – uh who are your other two guys here? Juju and John Brown. So Juju's going up against the Texans. He's going up against Roby. So um, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on him. 
And uh, who is your last guy? John Brown. Okay, so they're going up against the Rams. And I really feel that <coughs> I really feel that Ramsey is going to be on digs more than Brown. So that's going to put Brown in a nice position. So it comes down to Metcalf, and it comes down Metcalf and John Brown. And uh, Ninja, you know, he's a big Buffalo Bills fan. And uh, so, yeah, he's always going to go for John Brown. For me, this one's tough. This one's really tough, and I'm going to nitpick on each of them and uh, tell you what I like about each of them. I think that that's going to make the difference here. So uh, John Brown is going to get more volume. So that's one thing, like no matter what, I, I'm, I'm leaning on John Brown, you know, for the volume side of things. Now, both of them have TD upside. I think DK has more, more yardage upside. So you didn't say if it's a PPR or not, but man, this is so close for me. I feel like I'm leaning DK, and the reason why is because that game, Seattle versus the Cowboys, I mean, that's one of the highest over-unders of the week. I think the over-unders at like 55 and a half or, you know, 56, like something like that. I think that's one of the easiest like <clears throat> over-bets that you can go with. Like, I think that game is going to be over 60 points and Russell Wilson's been airing it out. Their defense looks good, but they're giving up a lot of points to the QBs and teams are not having a problem scoring on them either. So I just feel like this game is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the week. And uh, I'm rolling Metcalf for that reason. The Ninja says he'd take DK and Brown. So same kind of thing with me. Oh, going back to baseball. Oh, wait, Greg Maddox versus Jamie Moyer. At the time, the oldest pitching matchup. <laughs> man, I mean, I'm not going against Greg Maddox. Like, man, he – talk about precision. Talk about accuracy. I mean, you're not the – you definitely don't have a fastball to save your life, but you got so much junk, you know, in that arm. Greg Maddox is one of my favorite pitchers of all time. I, I really like, you know, the power pitchers. You know, I mean, the guys who I really loved – for the longest were Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez. But man, guys, guys like Greg Maddox have a soft spot in my heart because uh, man, it's, it's amazing to see them pitch, but um, baseball, man, like, fuck, it is so boring to watch. I want to, and even though they are hitting so many more home runs now, I, I guess it's maybe there's not as many storylines that make it as interesting. Hey, no worries, Ninja. Hey, we want all the opinions around here. So um, that's one thing that I'm really big on. I mean, I love giving my opinions, but I want to use my platform to help other people, you know, in the community as well, kind of get their name seen, you know, like, I mean, can't lie. That was things that happened for me, you know, King Fantasy Sports. I mean, there's someone who was kind of putting me on from the beginning. Um, got a bunch of people who've just, you know, been helping me and been in my corner, you know, as far as like uh, helping me get exposure and putting the things that I think, you know, out there in the open somewhere. So glad I could help. And if you're not in the fantasy football advice group, pretty much where I met uh, the ninja, he's been in there. I don't know how long I know. Um, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is the first season, throw that in the chat. I, I don't know if you've been in the, the, um, 
been in the community for more than just uh, this year, 2020. But um, that's where we met. Fantasy football advice, experts, gurus, and beginners. There's a lot of new people in there, and that's what I love about it. So if you're one of the experts and you're one of the gurus, don't be a dick to the beginners. Like, that's just – it's one of those things. Like, everyone wants help. And, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about fantasy football is, like, being able to talk to my friends and uh, and use use fantasy football as a way to talk to my friends. The fuck I got I got one of my buddies, Eric, shout out to the clown, this motherfucker, like he's Ronald McDonald and he's the killer clowns and <laughs> haunts you in your sleep. But um, fantasy football is like what our friendship is like a, a lot based around. And I talk to my friends about fantasy football a lot. And I'm in 19 leagues and I have personal connections with like everybody in these leagues that was first spawned of just random people that I met in the fucking group. <laughs> just random people. I put out a thing. I'm starting a league. Does anybody want to join? And man, I've got a, I've gained a lot of good friendships from that. So man, fantasy football, I, it is such a good like tool to connect relationships and connect friends. And like, I gave a shout out to Matthew Barry earlier. Like he shouted me out. Like he's liked my posts and shit like that. Like that's love. Like, man, like uh, I love this fantasy community, especially on Twitter. I, there's so many people that I follow and who show me love. Like, uh, but shout out to you guys for sure. Dude's a dick in fantasy football. I, I don't know if he's a dick in general. I've only had one interaction with him, and I talked to him for about like five or six minutes. And um, I, he was really nice to me. Like, I can't tell you how many times he said thank you for the support for me. So look at my. Uh, you can't see it. I'm kind of sitting in front of it here where is it i mean I, I support him there's this book i got it in real life i mean hey he's got the old man humor so it's one of those things like i mean the i compare the fantasy footballers and the fantasy focus i mean they don't need to be they're, they're not advertising to the hardcore fans like i feel like that's why a lot of people started following me i've been in the idp community and so i had a lot more hardcore people you know following me and wanting to shout me out because there's not so many people in the idp community but um i don't know i, I got nothing but good things to say about matthew barry like he's like he's shared my shit before and he's like he i he's answered one of my questions on his tv show like that was pretty fucking awesome like in one year in 2000 i can't remember if it was 2016 or 2017 i was on espn twice that year twice i was on espn i was on first take in august and I was on Matthew Barry's show, and I want to say it was 2017. And um, and I was on Matthew Barry's show. He read out one of my tweets on uh, – I wasn't the fantasy football hustler there. I was just Alex Marino back then. But, um, but yeah, like uh, Matthew Barry's a cool guy, man. I, I got love for him. His takes aren't always right, but uh, I like the reasoning behind his takes. Yeah, Barry is a good guy for sure. It's um, so now now I get what you're saying. If a dude's in if a dude's a dick in fantasy football, he's usually a dick in general. Yeah, <coughs> and there's uh, there's definitely a lot of dicks in the fantasy football space. I've had to block my fair share of uh, people that I just uh, 
I don't know. I, I talk shit. I mean, I, I talk shit once in a while, but I mean, it's all about positivity. It's all about showing the love for people. So, I mean, I, I don't bash people. And I think like people like they love taking victory laps when people get injured and shit like that. Like fantasy football counselor, like taking a victory lap because Christian McCaffrey got injured. Like, dude, what a bitch. Like, I mean, I, I hope that everyone who's watching right now, like goes and calls the fantasy football hustler a bitch. This motherfucker took a victory lap when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. It was like, I told you he was going to get hurt. Like, don't draft him. Like, get rid of dicks like that. Like, man, fuck him and fuck anybody taking victory laps over people getting hurt, man. That shit sucks. Uh-oh. All right. Almost done with this. Kicker question. Oh, shit. All right. Trying to rile me up here. <coughs> Luckily, <coughs> I'm smoking some good weed. So uh, nothing's going to get me down. And wow, three hours and 10 minutes. Can't believe it. All right, we might be coming to an end here because uh, there's no more questions. But Denise, will the Raiders be able to move the ball against New, e New England to give my kicker some opportunities? I'm going to say yes. Now, we saw New England gave up a lot of yardage last week. And I know the Raiders are no Seattle. I mean, that's for damn sure. But... Um, I think the kicker for the Raiders can give you enough. I, I mean, I, I don't know who your options are. I mean, like I said, I like to go with not necessarily the flavor of the week, but, you know, you look at guys in a dome, you look at guys in Denver, you know, um, things like that. I mean, the, the kicker for Tampa Bay, like that might be a sneaky play this week in Denver, you know. Um, but, yeah, with the kicker, I'm literally dropping kickers every single week and picking up a free agent and just using that spot. If nothing else, it's to keep a free agent away from someone. And then I could drop them on Saturday or, you know, drop them. I like to drop people like, so I play in a lot of Yahoo leagues and um, I, I like to drop people like mid game on uh, Sunday or, you know, maybe it's, uh, it just doesn't even matter. I've dropped Sony Michelle um, to pick up a kicker when I needed to and um, didn't make a difference, me dropping them, but made me feel better knowing that I gave myself the best chance to win. So giving yourself the best chance to win doesn't necessarily mean getting the best kicker, but getting the best people on your team. So use that kicker spot to pick up someone else. There's not that many people that do that. I, I Especially the one league that I play in, it's a 10-man league, uh, two QB league, um, not no deep rosters at all, we, and it's IDP. But um, I always use that spot to pick up a free agent because there's, there's 10 people who are um, adding and dropping every single week because we only have five bench spots on that team. So, I mean, there's a bunch of people in that league who they just keep the same team all year, you know, um, but it's one of the more competitive leagues that I'm in mainly because it's a 10 man league. All 10 man leagues are pretty competitive with guys who know their shit. But um, yeah, I would, I would use that spot 
every week and drop the kicker and pick up the flavor of the week free agent. If nothing else, you're holding it from your competition and then you drop them on Saturday or Sunday morning and then nobody can pick them up. It's just one person, but I'd rather have someone on my bench and then drop them or drop someone who, if you play in Yahoo leagues, you can drop people after they've already played. So um, if it's someone who really underwhelmed and it was like bottom of your bench anyways, if you're in Yahoo Yahoo leagues, take advantage of that because you can – there's sometimes I play, if I blow someone out or I'm getting blown out, I don't even I don't even pick a kicker. I'll, I'll just take it, you know, and um, just is what it is. Like I'm either going to blow someone out and win or I'm going to get blown out and lose, but I don't need to waste a spot, you know, picking up a kicker if I got a solid team. All right, so I got no more questions in here, but uh, three hours and 15 minutes. Like, thanks, everybody. Make sure you follow me everywhere on social media. It's at FFHustler420. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I got to get my followers up there. I've been uh, just doing that mostly. Um, mostly on Instagram, it was a weed profile before. Like I would just be on there ripping mad bowls and that was like most of my followers. So I need more followers on Instagram of the fantasy football goers because that's pretty much all I post there now. And then um, Patreon, sign up on Patreon. Uh, It's at FFHustler420 or just go to my website. I linked it to Patreon. It's fantasyfootballhustler.com. You can sign up for as little as a dollar, okay? A dollar. Just, re- just remember how bad of a 2020 that I've had it. And um, I'm trying to do something good with my life by just giving back to the community. So you don't have to support. Anyway, you, you don't have to support on Patreon. Any way you support me, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone being here on the live stream. But if you want to be one of my VIPs and be one of my day ones, because one day there's I'm going to have thousands of followers on Patreon. You want to be one of my day ones, like get in now for a dollar. Like you think in two years... That, I mean, I'm always going to have the dollar tier, but like, just think about that. Like the day ones still get shouted out on the fantasy football, um, fantasy footballers, you know, things like that. Like on the folk, on the fantasy football focus, like all those guys shout out their day ones. That's who's signing up right now. My day ones, whether it's for a dollar, $5, $10, 15 or 25. Max, you signed up this week on $15 plan. Man, I really appreciate you. An elite supporter, getting early access to my free agents and getting early access to just a lot of information. So I appreciate all the supporters. Anyone who signs up on the $25 plan, you automatically get the IDP swag, the Fuck Team Defense shirt, first IDP um, shirt of the uh, of the series, and... Um, it's just been great so far. It's a great community that I'm building right now, an exclusive community. We still got the fantasy football advice group, so go click on the Linktree link in the description, and you can get to that. That's a community on Facebook. 12,500 members. I can't believe that we're at 12,500 members. I started this community four years ago when I was bored at a stupid job, and it's been awesome. Like It's been one of the bright spots of fantasy football for me for the last three years. So the first two years took a little while, but the third year, man, we grew like crazy. And this year, I mean, it's only, it's only been what, seven weeks since draft season. So 
beginning of August is when everyone really starts getting active and, and we've been destroying it. Like right now, there's probably about 300 members that join every single day and it's a lot of beginners. So I got to tell the gurus and the experts that are in there, don't be dicks to the beginners. Just don't like, this is a great community that I'm building and everyone wants to be a part of this community because of how positive it is. And I see people all the time, they just put up one post, uh, one question about something, and they end up with 50 or 60 comments. Like, man, you get so many people bouncing ideas off of you, and it's free to join it. So fantasyfootballhustler.com, uh, or fantasy, uh, go to my Linktree link for fantasy football advice, experts, gurus, and beginners. So go check it out. Thanks, David. Thanks for being here. You were on for a long time. Um, yeah, get one Get one of the shirts. You can get it next week. Like you said, I got a bunch of sizes uh, for you. So um, don't worry. I got all the way up to 3XL. I love uh, rocking big shirts. Like I said, I'm a 90s kid and I wear my clothes big. I don't wear them small. So um, I got the 3XL if you need it, brother. I like it, Ninja. You inspired me to start my own page. Just started my page last night, as you know. And uh, hell yeah, man. And uh, it's the way to go. I mean, if there's ever a time to jump into this space, it's right now. There's unlimited digital space. And I don't know how many people were on the live stream total, but I see the number, you know, keep fluctuating up and down. I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have that much money to do this kind of stuff. I mean, so, I mean, it doesn't take money to do it. It just takes time, takes drive. It takes uh, not being afraid to be wrong because uh, I've been wrong a few times, but I'm never going to apologize about being wrong because I put in the work and the effort to like play the numbers to give the most accurate advice that I can give. And at the end of the day, it's your call on who you start. I'm just telling you what I would do if I was in your position. So, you know, I'll eat my, uh, my, I, I said, uh, DJ Moore, he was my sit of the week last week. So Ninja, I apologize to you because, uh, you said that he was still going to ball. And I said he was going to get shut down to a certain extent. And I, you were right. And I was wrong, but, uh, I told people to start Russell Gage last week. I was right on that. I told people to start Deontay Johnson last week. I was right on that. I told people to start Moali Cox last week. If you had the balls to play him, you shouted me out and you said thank you. And I had multiple people saying thank you about that. So, you know, with as many start and sit questions, I probably answered 600 start and sit questions this week. And, uh, I'm probably underestimating it because there's been so many fucking questions in from the last three hours and 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? But, um, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get some wrong. You're not going to get them right, but uh, I'm not going to apologize because these players need to live up to the expectations that the numbers say that they should live up to. So everyone's got problems in their life. You know, maybe it's a little bit of personal problems on why they don't ball out, but, uh, it is what it is, but uh, I'll take my shots when I when I hit them, and uh, I'll apologize when I'm wrong. So go watch my YouTube video, the start and sit. I, I added even more people there. I'm getting more ballsy by adding more people. A lot of people, 
a lot of people in the fantasy space, they want to, you know, give my two starts of the week or three starts of the week. I gave a fucking 25 minute video of my starts and sits of the week of every position and flex consideration. I even threw in team defense, even though, you know, I'm about that fuck team defense life. I know you started him. You did right. But you also started mixing and I told you not to and you fucked up. <laughs> yep, David. I can't remember what questions you asked me this week, but uh, for anyone who's on right now, I mean, I, I see the number of people on the live stream. It keeps rising. So if there's more comments that come on, um, you know, I, I'm still here. I, I'm smoking. I'm here with you guys. <laughs> I know, man. I fucked up on that DJ Moore, but uh, he proved to me now. Got to play him. Intuition trumps logic. I mean, yep. It's been a lot of my gut plays. Um, a lot of a lot of gut feeling. I mean, I I watch a lot of tape. I watch every single fucking game on uh, Sunday. Well, every single game all the time. But even Sunday, there was nine games going on or was there 10 i don't even remember nine or 10 games going on i think it was 10 i watched every single game at once so yeah i can't watch 100 percent of the games but i watch a lot of fucking football and there's a lot of fucking fakers out there that uh don't watch a lot of football so that's one thing you can know about me is i saw a good portion of every single game and there's a bunch of games that i go recap on and i go watch film on so that's one thing that you can know about me is that I watch a lot of fucking football and I don't just watch whatever game of the week is on in my um, my area. I watch every fucking game that is on for NFL. Let me smoke this bowl. Anyone ask some questions and I still see some people in. If you guys are out, I appreciate it. If there's no more questions, I'm probably going to call it quits. But uh, if anyone wants to chat, everyone wants a shout out, just go ahead and throw it in here. I'm going to smoke this bowl and uh, we'll see if we're going to keep going or not. And go follow me everywhere at FFHustler420. That's all I do is hustle this fantasy advice. I give you all the news that you need in my Patreon. <coughs> you don't have to follow everybody. I'm going to bring you all the news that all the top reporters bring you. Anything that's relevant for fantasy football is there. I will follow the guy in my league that grabbed Fitzpatrick 10 minutes before Thursday's game and start him instead of Brady and Roethlisberger. That took some serious balls, too, because uh, they did not look good. I completely got this one wrong. Like, I didn't – we take a lot of things out of consideration. I didn't take into consideration that Ryan – Fitzpatrick is a smart motherfucker. He went to Harvard and he's prepared for a lot of fucking football games and he's prepared for a lot of fucking Thursday night football games. They all, they had to travel in state and they had all their pieces there. Devontae Parker, you could tell he's a little bit hobbled up, but he was still getting it done and he said he's not missing any fucking time. So I, I like the balls of Devontae Parker and um, Gaskin. 
Man, he got vultured, dude. Fucking Jordan Howard, man. Like, what a jackass. Like, I don't have Gaskin anywhere, but as good as he did, he deserved to get in the end zone. Like, fuck Jordan Howard and fuck his vulture ass. Like, just a poor man's Michael Tolbert. Like, Jesus. But, um... Yep, everybody was on Minshew, including me. Like, I started Minshew... Let me see. Let me see who I started Minshew over. I didn't start him over anybody crazy. I had people asking me, should I start Minshew over fucking, um, should I start Minshew over Mahomes? Like, hell no. Like, okay, I started him over Rivers and Trubisky in a two QB league. I also have Brady. Um, I started Minshew over Bridgewater in a league. Um... Where else? I started Minchu. Oh, fuck, man. I started Minchu over Big Ben. Like, fuck. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now because I'm in 19 fucking leagues. Fuck. That one hurt. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so another one. Fuck. Minchu over Big Ben and Brady. Like, shit. I, I started Minchu. I started Minchu over a couple people that, uh, as of right now, David, that I just realized, thanks to you, whoo, I'm eating my Minchu words, and I would much rather have Tom Brady or Big Ben. Um, Minchu, one year in the league. That's the uh, that's the tough thing here. He's uh, one year in the league, and you know, still a glorified rookie when it comes to preparing for teams. I'm sure, and he only had three days to prepare, so. Is Gaskin a top 24 play moving forward? I believe so. Um, the way that they – it's not like the Jaguars have the secondary that they used to. I know uh, C.J. Henderson, and uh, for guys who are my age, C.J. Henderson, smart guy. I know you guys remember him. If you remember C.J. Henderson as the smart guy, throw in C.J. in the comments. I want to see who gets that. But um, they just don't have – they don't have the playmaking ability, you know. I mean, they're not that great. I I think Gaskin, I, he proved that you gotta give him the ball. He demands this, and I, I guess in the past there's other running backs in Miami who proved that they deserve that pro that they deserve that amount of work, and they didn't give it to him. But you got Jordan Howard and you got Breida, and both of those guys are not some are not someone that you're building a franchise around. The Dolphins are in full rebuilding mode, and I think that making Gaskin being the guy just sets a good precedent for their team. Eventually, Tua's going to come in. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick keeps balling and they can sit Tua on the bench for the entire year, I, I think that the Dolphins are probably in playoff contention at that point. And, I mean, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But you, you got to go with a guy like Gaskin. You got to go with the youth. So I, I, I'm really high on him for the rest of the season, and he's definitely going to be one of the top waiver wire ads this week. I don't know how much he's owned um, in leagues, 